0: Andy,
1: Sally! Darling? Light of my life.
0: I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna
1: hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> Club members, I'm Chris, and I learned how to ski on the set of this week's film.
0: And I'm Kate, and I've been binge-watching TikTok cringe videos for the past mm, two hours. And welcome back to the weekly meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club.
1: (laughs) This is where we review a different horror movie every week, and we discuss things like story, plot, production reception, and relevance in pop culture.
0: Yeah, and quick warning, we do spoil the movie. This movie's old, but we're going to spoil it, so.
1: Yeah, but if you're like me and hadn't seen it, we will be spoiling the ending. Um, so yeah, this week we're watching The Shining, which I have heard of. Obviously,
0: I am so proud that you've heard of The Shining.
1: And I had even seen like bits of it when I was a kid. Like I remember like bits and pieces of this movie from when I was young, and I just like blacked out most of it. I think so. I don't. Think you remember I ever... them
0: walking into the hotel and then just yeah. black? <laughs> I just don't remember the rest.
1: No, I remember. I remember bits and pieces of it, but yeah, I, I d- obviously did not sit around for this whole movie.
0: Yeah, and for those of you who haven't seen it, just um, basically it's about Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall trying to take care of a hotel during the off season, and it just doesn't go very well for them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so to, in today's episode, we're going to talk a lot about that, um, but also how Shelley Duvall, who plays the um, one of the main Wendy. characters, Wendy. Uh, she was treated like shit by the director. She was treated like <laughs> shit. We'll talk about how Stephen King hated this movie <laughs> and how it turned out and much, much more. We're going to talk so about much a lot. More. There's a lot to unpack here.
0: There is a lot of meat on this bone, as I love to say. You do love to say that. I love to say it. But there really is. And so this movie obviously is like, if I'm going to pick a genre for it, I'm going to be lazy. But I think classic horror because we slotted The Exorcist into that category. And I think this absolutely fits on that tier.
1: I Yeah, I think so. I don't, And I also don't know where else you would what put else? this. And, except maybe like Haunted House.
0: It's, ugh, but it's really hotel. not, you know. It's Haunted, haunted Hotel ho- themed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Haunted ski resort themed movie. Yes. Nailed it
1: but it's more it's different than that. So I I I'm I'm I think classic is the only way to go.
0: We're going to call it classic and just like you've said, you remember parts of this movie and that might not be because you saw this movie because you might have seen other movies or something that showed bits of this movie because it's very very much a staple of like pop culture and it's yeah. sampled and talked mm-hmm. about in all sorts of movies, TV shows, music, all sorts of crazy stuff.
1: I don't know. I remember the little girls. I guess they've the probably grady-tons. been used. Yeah.
0: Well, they've been like, at least three of my friends have been the greedy twins for Halloween every year.
1: I hate that.
0: I know. It's actually really great. <laughs> so this movie obviously was released. It's old. It's an older movie. It was released in 1988, and it's based mm-hmm. on the 1977 novel of the same name by, obviously, Stephen King.
1: Right. Who I've also heard of, obviously.
0: I'm really excited for you, Chris. <laughs> and we've put, we haven't done a Stephen <laughs> King movie yet, and there are so many of them.
1: Well, and yeah, and I'm kind of surprised it took us this long to get to him because I feel like my layman's understanding of horror is that he's sort of, you know, one of the, you know, pinnacles supporting the entire industry.
0: Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) He's kind of a big deal. And I'm obviously a huge fan of him. It's really hard not to be unless you just don't like horror. Um, but mm-hmm. I and but I I wasn't ready to cover this. This is a lot to unpack and I knew that this was gonna take some time to prepare and so I've just been pushing it off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I think but that's
0: we fair. we did it. And I'm really proud yeah. of it.
1: We're bun- we're done with our licensing exams now. Exactly. We, it was it was time.
0: Yeah, Chris suggested this he three days before the NAVLE, before our veterinary <laughs> licensing exam, Chris was like, We could do the shining. I'm like, um maybe, <laughs> maybe, put maybe a not in that one. <laughs>
1: not and i'm glad you said that because i didn't realize you
0: didn't no. i
1: didn't realize how much there was to this
0: like about two and a half hours of movie to oh my gosh it was not it felt so long it's not a short film no long so this movie is famously directed by stanley kubrick it was his first horror horror movie and it was written by um obviously stanley kubrick and diane johnson who is mm-hmm. actually a novelist and obviously, it stars Jack Nicholson, who I mean, everyone knows Jack Nicholson, and right. Shelley Duvall, which God bless her. I like her. She's heavily criticized for her role in this movie. I like yeah. her in this movie, but I can't think. Of Has she been movie in anything else? In. Like Exa- I do, exactly. I, do not I mean, it. did this I didn't ruin even her career? I don't think the movie. I think the director probably ruined her career. Yeah, we'll get into that later. He's a total bag. Yeah, he seems dick. like a piece of crap. He's a piece of crap. Well, I'll just—we'll get into that later. But he's a piece of crap, and obviously, I didn't look up actual critical reception, but just by living in this world, it's an enormous critical success.
1: Right, right. Well, and so speaking of the director, though, um, just having read the things now that I've read about him, I am so curious to know what the budget for this movie was, (laughs) because he seems like someone who would be a very expensive.
0: It was nineteen million.
1: Nineteen million dollars
0: in '80s money.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I—I I guess I don't have a benchmark for what other '80s films co- cost.
0: I don't know. I'm just gonna look up Pretty in Pink. That's the first '80s yeah. film I thought of. <laughs> so the budget for Pretty in Pink. Because I know everyone tuned in to find out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just get that real fast. It was nine million.
1: Okay, so this is ten more million dollars.
0: Yeah, but that also was a movie with just all child actors. Oh my god! Whatever.
1: <laughs> Why would you pick that movie then?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's the first '80s movie I thought of. So this movie costs about approximately two John Hughes films.
1: Excellent. That, no, I can. That works for right. that, listener
0: comparison. That
1: helps my brain. <laughs> it helps.
0: And it made forty-four point four million in the box office, and obviously a lot more since.
1: Right, and so that's impressive.
0: That's pretty impressive.
1: So, speaking of critical reception, um, this movie, weirdly enough, doesn't have a 7 on IMBD. Everyone Ooh, gasp. it higher? Gasp. <gasps> Thank you. This movie has an 8.4.
0: That is solid for IMDb, though. That is
1: high praise. That is praise. God
0: level. <laughs> That's incredible.
1: And... <laughs> Um, and so then on, like, Rotten Tomatoes, critics give it an 86%, which I think is very respectable. I think it's respectable. And then yeah. audience score is really great, 93%. So okay. long story short, people pretty much like this movie. Yeah. Um, that,
0: and that's our episode. Thank you for coming. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, like, so
1: I read some contradictory reports about whether or not critics initially liked it like i read that some people were like yeah this movie is awesome back when it first came out but then i also read that they had some like poor critical reception and i tried to like narrow that down and i obviously there's plenty of people who think this is a great movie a lot of people thought it was really well done as we alluded to before kelly duvall definitely gets the brunt of the negative feedback
0: shelly duvall
1: yeah what did i say kelly oh my god see
0: even now she's not getting the praise she deserves (laughs) <laughs> Poor Kelly Shelley. Yeah, I will say the first time I watched this movie, and it's hard. Like, it's hard to be cast next to Jack Nicholson. That's not f- fun
1: no, for anyone. For and anyone. I did
0: watch, in preparation for this movie, I didn't actually watch this movie because I've seen it 18 times. So it's all up in there. But I watched a documentary. I hate to call it a documentary. It was like a 30-minute behind-the-scenes short clip movie that Kubrick's daughter made. Right. And... She does interview Duvall at one point, and Duvall's like, yeah, it's not super great because everyone sort of is sycophantic to, like, Nicholson because Mm -hmm. he's such a big star. And then she's just kind of, like, shoved off to the side the whole movie. And she's a star. She's a major star of this movie.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, she's just as much of a role as he is.
0: Absolutely. More so, I might say. No, not more so, but she has at least as much a range In this film from like
1: that's uh, yeah, the sweet
0: mom to swinging at him with a bat and like taking care of the kid. I think I thought she did really well. And the first time I watched this movie, I don't think I gave her enough credit because it is weird. Like her her acting is different for sure. It's just it's different. And I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I really like it today. I like it.
1: Well, and weirdly enough, Kubrick is kind of the only person who wanted her for the role. Everyone, weird. everyone else said to hire someone else. Jack Nicholson was saying, no, you need to hire someone else. Stephen King said you needed to hire someone totally different.
0: And we K- know how much he listened to Stephen King. When oh, he he, made this he movie. listened to
1: Stephen King exactly zero. For
0: this. Zero times. Zero times. Zero time. percent.
1: Zero, well, and allegedly he would call Stephen King like in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. and just like ras- ask like random ass questions like, do you believe in God? Ah uh, <laughs> so, this like, guy is weird he was like con apparently he was constantly hampering um stephen king for information and advice and insight and then he has he absorbed exactly none of it <laughs> if that's true well, i was
0: reading about um Kubrick and king which obviously they didn't get along but i was reading no. about how not only was he like disregarding king's advice and suggestions. He was almost teasing him. Like I was oh, reading yeah. about in the book, because I was reading comparisons in the book. And in the book, uh what's his name? Jack Nicholson's character, Jack. Jack Torrance. Yeah, I'm his a freaking idiot. That's why his we're His name s- is, Jack.
1: <laughs> Jack is Jack.
0: Jack is Jack. <laughs> Jack is Jack. I got really confused.
1: Oh god. So
0: Jack drove a red, like, Beetle, a red Volkswagen.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh no. Yeah, he drove a red Volkswagen. And in the movie, they made the Volkswagen yellow. And yeah. then, whenever Scatman Crothers forgot his name again, whenever Scatman Crothers is coming up the, the mountain in his snow cat, you see yeah. a crushed red beetle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're pink. Okay. Like, that
1: oh, yeah. Feels it was like underneath the giant, over the 18 wheeler or something. Yeah. Yes,
0: uh, yeah. The 18 wheeler. And I was like, this is like, your red bug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a child
0: he's kind of a bully and I was in like going back in the behind the scenes stuff when I was watching this film yesterday this little short film like there are scenes where Shelly Duvall is like it's on camera and Shelly Duvall is like my hair got slammed in the window in that scene and she's pulling out chunks of her hair on camera she's like look and she's pulling out tons of her hair and he's like yeah your hair's uh, mm -hmm, okay yeah like like he's doubting her and I'm like she has hair in her hand he's like "Mm Mm-hmm, okay yeah. All well, right. so, Shelly.
1: Oh my gosh. And so so the reason that Stephen King didn't like Shelly Duvall for this role is because she was too emotionally vulnerable, which yeah. is exactly why Kubrick li- the... liked her. But oh, that's, that's exactly weird. the opposite of what the character, the in, character the in the apparently book apparently is. The book, the book yeah. character is supposed to be like blonde, former cheerleader, very confident, never had a single bad thing happen to her into her entire life. Exactly. And then this is like a huge trauma for her. Whereas... The character that Shelly Duvall gives us is clearly seen some shit already. Yeah. <laughs> and so she seems She's like... A,
0: she comes into that hotel already pretty shook up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like and that's exactly what Stephen King eyes. didn't want, was for her to already, you know, have, like, some baggage. And she came in with a lot of baggage.
0: Yeah, and she left with a lot
1: of baggage, too. <laughs> well, well, and then... So then Kubrick also... Like, he he kept playing on that whole emotional vulnerability bit. and
0: You mean by emotionally torturing her? Yes.
1: Exactly. And so he told everyone, else, so everyone on set was instructed to, like, never give her, imp- like, don't give her, don't sympathize with her. Don't, like.
0: How horrible. Like,
1: people were just instructed to sort of be unkind to her so that she would be as shaken up and distraught as possible so that her acting would be more.
0: I don't understand. Okay. I'm not Hollywood, obviously, but I don't understand how we, like, we allow, if any other employer treated their employee like that, right? they'd be, like, sued, and then he does it, and he's brilliant for it, and I'm yeah, like, He's no! just an
1: artist. He's
0: an artist. <laughs> he's, oh, that, that was so good of him. Even, like, Duvall, she has, like, freaking Stockholm Syndrome. She's like, yeah, I guess, I mean, she got physically ill. Yeah. She, she physically had, she was ill, from the stress for like months and her mm-hmm. hair started falling out and she, after the fact she's like yeah I guess you did push me to be better and I'm like no Shelly <laughs> yeah in
1: interview she's like you know what I would never I would never do it again but it probably made me a better actress
0: no no it just made you torn and yeah broken
1: broad moral of the story here people is that don't work Kubrick for Stanley is Kubrick a monster yeah
0: <laughs> he's a terrible person
1: oh my gosh and he does you, not take I, criticism well
0: no, but as much as I love, I love Shelley Duvall and I love Jack Nicholson, obviously. But my favorite actor in the whole movie is obviously the little boy.
1: Obviously, I
0: love him little so Danny. much, little Danny. And his name is Danny in real life too. So we have Danny, Danny, Jack, Jack, and then Shelley. They're like, we'll call you. Wendy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. We'll call you. And
0: <laughs> in Danny Lloyd. It's really cute. But the whole movie. He never knew it was a scary movie.
1: Oh my gosh. It. I know. I read that. I never it, knew. It, I don't know how I feel about it.
0: I probably I mean it's probably better for him to not like to teach like guess. just thinks it's some drama. I don't but think a But Can you imagine him like would...
1: doing some of those scenes being like, I wonder what how this fits in? <laughs> like <there's laughs> drawing red rum on the door. He's like yes. this is a weird drama. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is weird, but okay.
1: You're like, all right. Oh um,
0: my gosh. So and I was watching that little short clip or whatever, and it's I have an interview of him, and he's so cute. He's freaking adorable. Like, he was chosen because he can, like, concentrate for long periods of time, mm-hmm. but also probably because he's so adorable. And yeah. there's an interview of him, and the interviewer's like, did you know how much money that you were going to get? And he's like, I didn't even know they'd pay me. I thought I'd get, like, $2. <laughs> $2. $2. <Like, laughs> He's like, but now I know. Now I know that it's, I mean, they'll probably pay me at least five or $600.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I
0: was like, you're so
1: cute. He's adorable. <laughs> well, and they went through 4,000 little boys until they decided on him.
0: They did. So many.
1: That's so many.
0: All like in a specific, like three different cities in like the Midwest. They're looking for a very specific accent. But I'm just yeah. so glad they got this kid. And even though he did a really good job in this movie, but I mean, he retired at the ripe old age of 10. Right. And then just became a biology professor at a community college and lived a very normal life and that's super cool.
1: That's awesome. Imagine Good learning you, biology Danny. and just like, oh by the <laughs> way, I'm the little kid from The Shining.
0: I would shout red rum at him literally the whole time.
1: He would hate you. <laughs> he would hate You're me so monster.
0: much.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, he was awesome. so But I I can't believe like the measures they took to keep him protected from the fact that this is a horror film. Yeah. Like even the scene where Um, Wendy is like carrying her out of the room and yelling at Jack's character and being like how could you like yeah when she she thinks she strangled him or whatever she's just carrying a dummy
0: like oh because it's not him
1: (laughs) yeah the little kid didn't even know that that scene happened and then he they finally showed him like well afterwards uh, a version of the movie but it was super highly edited so oh. he still didn't know that it was a he's horror like, this film? This is
0: still kind of weird, guys. I don't get it. And he's like,
1: this doesn't make any sense. I'm
0: only six, but this is a pretty weak film, if you ask me.
1: <laughs> well, and he so he never, he didn't see the full length unedited film that we just watched until he was seventeen years old. Eleven years old. Which I feel like is a much more
0: appropriate it. age for him to be exposed to that film.
1: For sure, but just imagine like having filmed this, like being a major character in a film, in a and then watching film. it no eleven years know. later and being like, "That's what it's about." Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> He's like, "Holy shit!" I was <laughs> creepy. <up> now. <laughs> I was creepy as hell.
0: <laughs> I love, and y- we talked about it with. John Carpenter in Halloween. You talked about how the, there's like a fear meter that they would use. Yeah. So because he didn't know it was a scary movie, right? Like the, ev- the whole time it, the, it's being filmed, you have Kubrick on the megaphone going, "You're scared, Danny. You're scared. You're running. All right, look back. All right, now act more scared. Really yeah. scared. Now get in the cabinet, but you're scared." Yeah. And they'd <laughs> well, have to they like, would play, play music, the,
1: the soundtrack music. Yeah, on they would set to get him in the mood. Yeah. Which and I will, which I will say, the the music in this movie. I appreciated oh, it in the sense that this movie is basically silent, and then the scary music starts, and you're like, "Okay, cool, something bad's about to happen."
0: Yeah, you get a little bit of warning once those violin bows start smacking <laughs> yeah, the strings. You always know
1: when something is about to happen because the music just changes. You're like, "Uh oh!" You're like, "Oh god!" Yeah,
0: it'll just look at the look at a hotel room, and you're like, "That's a bad hotel room." That's
1: a <laughs> that one's not the good. <laughs> that one. one's
0: not good. <laughs> oh, That's the hotel so- room's actually interesting too. I'm jumping all over the place, but in the book because there are a bunch of changes in the book but in the book the hotel room the very specific one is room 217 where all the drama happens right and they changed it to room 237 mm-hmm. specifically because the hotel where they were filming the interior shots it was the Timberline Lodge in Oregon on Mount Hood and um they they or they use that for the external shots yeah they, no
1: yeah they didn't film anything inside the Timberline. yeah
0: yeah yeah they did the the out the external shots and mm-hmm. but the hotel was very concerned. They're like, we don't want people not wanting because they had a room two seventeen. They're like, we don't want people to not stay in that hotel room to right. so change it to two thirty seven, which doesn't exist in the hotel. Right. And of course now, like two seventeen is the most requested hotel room than any of the other hotels.
1: Well, obviously.
0: Yeah. I was like <laughs> duh.
1: Yeah, they don't know how people are.
0: But there are so many. Even just that room change, there are a ton of theories for this movie conspiracy or otherwise
1: there's a but lot of conspiracies
0: there's a lot and i was watching them at like i mean listening to them reading them at like 11 p.m last night and i was like i have to stop like i'm starting <laughs> like, to I'm buy starting into to some, some of these it. theories <laughs> yes i, I was watched.
1: stanley kubrick part of the fake moon yes landing?
0: that was the one that was the one where i was like i gotta go to bed like this like, is getting oh, no, out it's real. of hand it's oh god because that and that's part of the room number thing is that Kubrick, <laughs> oh they say gosh. the reason they changed the numbers was actually because Kubrick wanted to change the numbers because obviously Stanley Kubrick was involved with faking the moon landing. Obviously. And since there are approximately 200- 237,000 miles between Earth and the moon, <laughs> he wanted to subtly say with his room number choice that, yeah, that was me. I faked yeah. that.
1: <laughs> I also read that all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. The all stands for Apollo 11, obviously. <laughs>
0: I love it. My favorite conspiracy theories are the ones that completely forget that this was a book before it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Kubrick didn't write all of this. Like, he
1: didn't make it. I mean,
0: obviously, that's he, why. He
1: did ignore most of Stephen King's it, he did. creative ambition. But
0: but I mean, I mean, obviously, it was Stephen King that faked the moon landing. But like, don't obviously. Yourself people. <laughs> it was Stephen King.
1: Give him his credit. Gosh.
0: <laughs> and OK, speaking of Stephen King, I'm going to go back and forth, but. Kubrick obviously because he's such a delightful person to work with whenever he he decided he was going to do a horror movie before he had picked this movie or this book in particular Mm -hmm. and his secretary attests that whenever he was he was going through books and she could she would hear him throwing the book at the wall yeah (laughs) and she just like very calm about it like yeah if he didn't like it he'd throw it at the wall and that's how I knew that wasn't a good one I'm like what a baby yeah what a giant baby man baby. And then one day, like there wasn't a thud and he was reading the shining. I'm like
1: Ew. And then we had our movie. Gross. <laughs> oh gosh.
0: He's the freaking worst.
1: He's Yeah, he's the worst. And I one of my favorite things that Stephen King ever said after watching this movie, he says um I think he, meaning Kubrick, set out to make a film that hurts people. <laughs> And I what don't know if he was talking about review? the actors, like the fact that he literally abused his entire yeah, staff. Yeah, you can take
0: that pretty literally.
1: Or if just that the movie was just painful to watch. I think it was a little bit of both.
0: He hated it so much. Well, he actually, I hadn't heard of this, but King was so pissy and he wanted to make his own movie. He's like, no, that one was stupid. I'm going to make my own. So he made a made-to-TV movie of The Shining.
1: It was like a mini-series. Fit the book.
0: Was Yeah, it was yeah. straight to TV in the 90s, like in '98. But right. it didn't do, that, didn't do that great.
1: No, it did not. It but did apparently not. it's way more accurate to the book.
0: That, I guess, if that's important. So like, I understand that if you've read the book, I understand how that would be validating and that would be important.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: that's how I felt whenever I watched It. And I'm not going to go into that now because we're going to have to watch It. But It is one of my favorite books. And I watched the movie and everyone was raving about the movie and I was like pissed. I was like pissed off about it. So I can't even imagine if you wrote it.
1: Yeah, and you watch and it. Then and then someone like, that's just not,
0: ripped pages, pages out of it. Like, literally,
1: right not what you. I wrote. <laughs> like, exactly. Well, and so in making that miniseries, though, apparently it was this huge like kerfuffle between he and Kubrick, because Kubrick. Um, Did having, he you try to oh, claim the rights? Yeah, well, and because he owned the rights to the 1980 adaption, or the nine. Yeah. Yeah, he,
0: but you don't own the rights to the source content.
1: No, I agree, but so. Apparently there was some sort of legal battle that occurred, and the only way that King that he would let King be able to do a re-adaptation to, in, for, to make the miniseries, Kubrick required that he sign a legally binding contract that made it so that King could never say in public again, like he couldn't keep criticizing Kubrick's film in public. And the only thing that he was allowed to keep criticizing is the fact that he doesn't like Jack Nicholson.
0: What? A giant man child.
1: He's a man child.
0: I do not like him. I like this movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I really like this movie, but,
1: but it's the director kind of has left something to be desired. After,
0: it does. After reading all this, it makes me really pissed off. Well, a big reason King was also upset, like he was upset about Jack Nicholson being cast, because he didn't want it to be Jack Nicholson. He, right. There were and there were other people that he rejected. He rejected Robert De Niro, Harrison Ford, he, Robin Williams, which I would have. I think that would have been really cool. I know.
1: When I read Robin Williams, I was like, damn, that would have been different.
0: That would (laughs) have been real different. Um, But a lot, I don't think it's Jack Nicholson's fault. Like, I think for the script he was given, the heavily and frequently altered script that he was given, I thought he did a really good job.
1: Well, I think he, yeah, I think his ability to be a mentally unhinged man is unparalleled. I have to say. Um, but I think the reason Stephen King didn't like him is because he seems crazy in the very first scene.
0: Yeah, which is not I and mean, he does, he seems unhinged.
1: Exactly, which is not what the he was he was supposed to be just like a very, very normal guy. Like a nice married guy, like a to his blonde cheerleader wife, perfectly normal, nuclear family type people who I mean he then like, has an, an alcohol it. issue and instead stuff like that. we get like this emotionally abused woman a mentally disturbed child and a crazy man moving into this hotel.
0: Yeah. I mean, a little bit of that, like the Danny stuff with his mental things like that's in the book. And Jack Nicholson does have like his abusive, like alcohol focused abuse issues in the book. But uh, like you're saying, he is overall like a normal and like well-intentioned person. Like he's not inherently evil. And the movie in that, It seems very small, but that very much changes what this movie is about.
1: It totally totally.
0: does. Because if Jack is already evil, like, how much of it is the hotel's doing? How much of it is in his own psyche? And that's a big, like, all the interpretations of Kubrick's Mm -hmm. film... It's, it's like how much of it is real, how much of it was a hotel, because every time he's talking to the hotel, there's a mirror there, like all these things. So you don't right. know how much of it is just he's going insane and how much of it is actually, oh, the, the hotel is inherently evil. Right. And that is not what King wanted. King makes it very, very clear in the novel, like, no, this isn't a very evil hotel. Like, it's a hotel that right. absorbs evil. It absorbs all the evil things, and it as a location is inherently bad.
1: Right. Right. So and right. And so like the you, the way you interpret the movie is based on how close to the edge you think Jack Nicholson's character already is. Yeah. And the and the character he gave us, I think, is pretty damn close to the edge already.
0: Yeah. So I had read one person's criticism is like Jack Nicholson portrays a, a, a crazy man who's trying to remain sane and the book is about a sane man who goes crazy. Right. And those are very, very different. Did you get to read the ending of the movie or of the book? Hopefully, you watched the ending of the movie. I
1: did watch the ending of the movie. I did Good not. Job. I've, I've never, I haven't read a single page of the book.
0: So it's actually, I like the ending of the book better. Mm-hmm. So in the book, basically what happens is Jack is like 100% in Evil Town. He's gone crazy. hmm. Going after Danny, going after Wendy. And then, of course, Danny, because, and Danny and Jack are much, much closer in the book. They're much, much closer. There's not this weird distance distant relationship that helps you like helps feed that interpretation of like abuse and things like that. Like they're actually close. Yeah. And so he's running from Jack and Danny, Danny pretty much like stands his ground and like denounces this whole hotel nonsense. And is like, you're not my dad. Like, I'm tired of like, this isn't you like let go of my dad pretty much. And then Jack has like a a snap moment where he can become Jack again. Mm -hmm. And he like in that, like, tiny moment he's like okay you guys need to freaking run and is trying to buy time for his family to run and then starts smashing his own face in with a mallet
1: oh my gosh
0: and i actually think the hotel in the book is making him smash his face in with a mallet but either way he starts smashing his face in like into ruins and then if he's still alive because now it's just the hotel that's in there now
1: right now it's just
0: the hotel in his body and then pretty much Danny is like, well, joke's on you because you haven't checked the boiler in a long time. And in the book, the hotel boiler is like very faulty and that's a big theme. Mm-hmm. And so this creature has to leave Jack and Wendy and run and go try to release the the boiler. And right. then the hotel blows up.
1: Right. And I had re- I had read that the boiler was supposed to be a much more important plot point and that they barely touched it in the movie.
0: Did they? T- I don't even remember. Like, I think they're like, and there's the boiler.
1: Yeah, they mention it once when they get to the hotel, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, you'll have to like do stuff with the boiler and heat different parts of the hotel." And then there's one scene where we see um, her, her Duvall, turning like, the boiler, yeah, pressing some buttons at a boiler.
0: And I bet that can be really disappointing if you're a fan of the book and you're like, "Ooh, foreshadowing." Eh, not really.
1: Yeah. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> not really. <laughs> he just freezes to death.
0: You did, which is. It that's a more disappointing ending for me. Although I love the maze stuff,
1: I I thought the maze was really yeah. I thought that was a really creative. Is that in the book? Is it not?
0: No, in the in the book it's a topiary and there's like a bunch of animals and stuff. Oh my. Yeah. So they they went with the maze,
1: which well, is cool. I like I like, I like the maze. I, I, I but I didn't read it, so I have nothing to be disappointed about. So
0: Ex- exactly, yeah. So like, while well, I like the movie. I I get it. I get people who are upset, and there've there have already been people on our Twitter who have like messaged me and been like "Eh, uh my unpopular opinion i don't like the shining so
1: yeah and i think that's fair
0: that's totally fair
1: neither did stephen king so you're not
0: you're in good company there (laughs) oh my gosh oh another thing that's different is uh tony the little boy who lives in his mouth right oh so danny has the shining in both obviously that would be a real slap in the face to eliminate (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) eliminate the actual shining but um, the book makes it really clear that Tony is a projection of, like, suppressed parts of Danny's own psyche. Right. And, like, that's why Tony is amplified by these shining abilities. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the book, it's revealed that Danny's middle name is Anthony.
1: Right. And so, yeah, I was reading these um, – I was reading that Tony was supposed to supposedly be Danny's future self, speaking back to him as, like, a form of conscious –
0: Oh, that's different.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and so at least that's what I read is that he was supposed to be like older version of Danny talking back to his younger self, giving him advice, telling him, like giving him forewarning of things and which explains I mean, why he could sense. see the future kind of stuff. Um, It's really cool. But like also apparently in the book, and I don't know, I didn't read it, but uh, like the things that I read about is that, is that Tony is a much more benevolent force. Like, you know that Tony's yeah. sort of yeah. there watching out for him. Yes. Whereas in the movie... You kind of think he's you evil.
0: You hope he's good, but you're like, but. But he might are not you be. Demon? Like when he picks
1: up the <laughs> knife next to his mother, and you're like, hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he isn't. Maybe he isn't great. Maybe Tony's not great.
1: Maybe not. And the whole talking with the finger thing is just so creepy. Actually, though, no. The talking with the finger, little boy Danny, the actor, he came up with that himself.
0: Well, that's creepy.
1: Yeah, and so, and he just did it on his own during his um audition. Well, that's like, how you get
0: an audition, kid. We're keeping kid. that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what separated him from the other three thousand nine hundred ninety-nine children.
0: Good for him. That's really good because that's a that's obviously like everyone knows the. I'm everyone to does. Right I, now, knew that. I
1: knew that. I knew to like. Red yeah. Rum. I knew. And it to that's do what that. I
0: do to my mom whenever I'm trying to freak her out. Red rum. Oh, I can do a really good red rum. You want to hear it now? Yes, please. Red <laughs> rum. Red rum. Red rum.
1: Oh my gosh, you're so sick. And my scary. mom does
0: not like it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> She'll go to her room and lock the door. But those are the main differences yeah. from the movie, or from the book, that I noticed.
1: We're just bouncing around at this point, but, like, back to the way that people received this movie. I mean, obviously Stephen King hated it, but most people yeah. liked it. But yeah. did
0: you like it? That's important to me. You haven't specifically said. Said what? If you liked it or not.
1: Um, I don't, I... I did and I didn't. I think this one's, like, when we get to the scoreboard or whatever, we'll talk about that later, but I think this is sort of a middle ground movie for me just because, mm. like, I think it was well done. Like, it, I, it it, wasn't scary to me per se, but it made me extremely uncomfortable basically from start to finish, which was yeah. kind of fun. That said, I don't think that this movie is going to stick out for me, you know. Really? Like, in my life. Yeah, I don't know. I think... um I mean, the thing that sticks out most for this movie is that it keeps showing Timberline Lodge, which is actually where I learned to ski, and like, this is a very personal attachment to the set of this movie, but or kind That's of the cool. set. They didn't even, they only filmed like a couple scenes actually at Timberline,
0: like establishing shots.
1: Establishing shots, and then when they, when the um, the cook guy, I can't remember his name, when he's, he's driving brothers. up through the snow in the in the snowcat. And he drives what up to the ho- up to the hotel. That actually happened on Mount Hood.
0: Dick Halloran.
1: Dick Halloran. That's yeah. right. So that actually happened there. But other than that, yeah, it's pretty much just establishing shots.
0: So you f- you wouldn't recommend this to a friend?
1: Um, I wouldn't not recommend it either, though. You know, you just wouldn't bring it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wouldn't bring it up. I like. I think this is like. I think it's a solid movie. Like, unlike. I mean, you know me. Like, I'll, if it, if I hated the movie, I would just say it which I often do on this podcast. Yeah, you don't
0: mince words, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me.
1: But I also, I I don't know. I wasn't thrilled about it the way that I was about, like, Oculus, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, Oculus was more important to me, but I don't know. So I really, really like this movie, which surprisingly is an unpopular opinion with my friends, but I feel like my friends are not really the generation that this movie was aimed at. And it is dated, yeah, like that's it's true. from 19, It's definitely a dated movie, and if you compare it with movies today and what expectations for movies are today, like the scare factor isn't there.
1: It definitely but, isn't. But if you take it just as a psychological film, then it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, but I,
0: I don't take it as just a cycle. Psycho- I I see it as a, a a strong horror movie, and so I. Like, obviously, it's important to me because it's important to my family. and Like, I grew up watching The Shining, mm-hmm. which is weird, but, like, it explains a lot about how this I am the way that I am. explains a
1: lot about you. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I have a very personal attachment to the movie, and I, I think a lot of elements of it are really scary. And I will say, whenever I feel like it came on TV once, like, a few years ago, and Nick, my boyfriend, was already going to bed. And I was like, no, no, I'm like, I'm going to watch it. The Shining's on TV. And I made some popcorn, and I sat down. And then after like an hour, I'm like, and I'm done. I can't do this (laughs) because it upsets me. It is a a
1: very upsetting movie. Yeah. For sure.
0: It freaks me out. And like the violin music and Jack crawling up the stairs towards Wendy while she tries to swing that bat. Very scary. I am like tense the whole time. Room 217 or 237. That
1: woman (gasps) in the bathtub. Oh, that part. Oh, I hated that. (laughs) I hated that a lot.
0: I remember watching that, and I had already seen the movie. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this scene," and I was like, "It's worse. It's gotten worse."
1: Yeah, I didn't it's care for that. It's so much
0: scarier. So, I honest I see this as a strong horror film, and I, I can't separate the fact that it is like has emotional value to me.
1: I think that's fair.
0: And it's also the movie that ruined antique ballroom photos forever.
1: Probably. Yep. Yeah. For sure. They're all, <laughs> they've yep. all got demons in them now.
0: My, my mom and my sister will. Anytime they go because they go to antique stores and they'll text me photos of the like those ballroom shots-hmm they'll be like Izzy in this one I'm like stop my phone will get haunted
1: yeah get that out
0: get that stop it I guess we should talk about the movie now yeah
1: now that we've said <laughs> almost everything that happens in the movie
0: yeah. <laughs> and tr- trust me there's more we are cutting this short yeah for sure for your valuable time
1: and I think um for people who haven't seen this movie yet the, the plot isn't complicated. Like no. you, you could explain the movie pretty quickly, but it's a very long movie, and a lot of very small nuance type detail is what keeps you interested and keeps you engaged. And I think that yes. the movie, I will say that the movie is very, very good at keeping you engaged with small little things.
0: I would recommend everyone watch this movie, even if you're not a horror fan, because if you're not a horror person, I think you can handle it, Chris. Don't you like it? I think a non-scary. Yeah, movie I I handled handle it this. fine. Yeah. And I think it's so important to pop culture, even like 38 years later or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's worth everyone watching it at least once. I think that's if fine. Not Eighteen I, times. I, think like I, I
1: endorse that. That's I endorse good. that statement.
0: It at least gets a Chris and Kate stamp. That's Boom. Good. Done. All right. Let's let's dive in. Yeah. Again.
1: So actually, I kind of love the opening to this movie, and I don't know why. I think it's the awkward, scary tuba music to a yellow Volkswagen just driving on the road amongst beautiful mountains. Like the juxtaposition of this beautiful scene and then it's like, I was like, what is going on right now? But I kind of loved it. And I was like, the music of this movie sets the stage for the mood the entire way through. Uh And so if you had any other music to that opening sequence, you would have no idea if this was going to be one of those horror films that starts out all sunshiny and bright and then goes bad, this movie's like, nope, badness. No, we're going to bad. bad. <laughs> and I was like, OK, cool. Thank you. I appreciate. And
0: if you're not sure, just wait until the family starts actually interacting with each other.
1: Yeah, then, then you know like, things aren't going like to go well. It's like
0: the most stilted, uncomfortable discussion between this family about like the Dahmer party or something like that. Oh, my gosh.
1: Which, the again, Donner is party. obviously it's not the what party. Stephen King wanted. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like when they're driving to the hotel talking about people eating people, it's like, yeah. mm, okay. this is not your innocent everyday family on their <laughs> way for a nice trip.
0: I can't see Shelly Duvall with a pair of pom poms, is all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is all I'm saying. So we realize, though, so Jack is a former teacher, and um, I don't know, it's kind of alluded to in the movie, but in the book, we know that he lost his job as a teacher because he was drunk and he assaulted a student. Oh. We also find out that in the movie, he talks about it not as much as you know film the the book people would have liked but that he did at one point accidentally I don't know how accidentally you can assault one but accidentally or drunkenly assaulted Danny and like really like hurt his arm maybe broke his arm
1: yeah I mean and they mentioned that um they do because that's when Tony starts talking to him right is yeah. after that incident
0: yeah but Duvall like uh defends him Wendy defends him in that which scene which isn't surprising right in
1: an abusive household you it's know.
0: not, but it's it's not what happens in the in the book. It's oh. it's a very di- it's a very different and already broken and messed up dynamic in between these three people.
1: Right. Well, and Stephen King, that was another one of his criticisms is that he wanted alcoholism to have a bigger role than they yeah. allowed for in the movie. Um, I thought
0: it had a pretty decent role in the movie.
1: I mean, I think it was definitely like the imagery was definitely there and like, you know, he starts really falling off the wagon when he starts drinking with the ghost guy and the you the mean the room. devil.
0: It's it's the devil.
1: Oh, is that who that is?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the devil. That's Satan.
1: <laughs> oh, cool. Um, <laughs> so, like, it's definitely there, but I think Stephen King was like, no. Like, the like a, a lot more of his violence towards his family, even in the end, is supposed to be, to some degree, an allegory for alcoholism.
0: But also, don't forget that that hotel better be sp- specifically haunted.
1: Yeah, specifically haunted. King,
0: yes. And also, in, going back to the hotel, as so we get to the hotel, and we find out the spooky reason it's spooky is because it's built on a Native American burial ground, right? Which, ugh,
1: yeah, I don't care seems for. Seems like a
0: cheap, <laughs> so, cheap shot for me. And actually, that is one of the interpretations of this movie, which I dismiss because I think it's stupid. But that uh, this whole movie—I'm sure you read it. It's this whole movie is about like the oppression of Native Americans.
1: Mm-hmm. I and did not read that. Actually,
0: it's—it's it's a little forced. It's saying because a lot of the hotel's motif is like Native American motif and like
1: the car. Yeah, a lot of like the, the, the rugs, art and yeah. The
0: art, yeah. yeah. And they're like, yeah, so like you, there was that artwork on the wall and then like all the blood comes out of the elevator and it's about like Native Americans being slaughtered. I'm like, okay. Like,
1: yeah, that, no, that'd be no. a subtle tale, I think.
0: I feel like someone felt really proud of themselves for writing that dissertation, but I yeah. don't <laughs> subscribe to that idea. I think that's a bit.
1: I don't think it comes across. If that is the intention, no, I don't think it comes across well.
0: I don't think it's the intention at all.
1: Well, anyway. Who knows what his intention was? <laughs>
0: Kubrick has like 18 intentions. At yeah, all exactly. Times, none of them drive with King. So, <laughs> whatever. So, it, it's built on an Indian burial ground and it's a resort. And so, it's closed down during the off season whenever it's like snowed in months. And basically, this, the manager needs someone to come and be like the caretaker of the house whenever it's the off season. So, basically, like shaking Jack's hand, like, all right, you're going to be. Close in here for three months. Here are the keys. Like, see you later. And also, um, I'm going to talk all day about the book. But the manager is very different than in the book because the manager is very much, like, smug and authoritarian. And mm-hmm. that's where a lot of Jack's, like, insecurities and anger comes from is, like, towards authority figures. Oh. So people were upset about that because he's very, like, congenial and chill in yeah. the movie. But yeah, like, no, he's, I don't he's care. A, he's, a,
1: he's a nothing character, essentially. Yeah, he's
0: in the movie for, like, two minutes. So, like, I don't really care that much. So, whatever.
1: But the one Pick scene battles, that they include fans. him in, though, is when so like Jack's there for the interview, and then they're done. Like, oh, okay, the job's yours, more or less. And oh, by the way, I don't suppose the guys down in Denver told you about the guy who brutally murdered his wife and daughter here la- like last time they were doing this job. And he's like,
0: Oh, they didn't. Oh, we'll just keep signing, and I'll tell you like, in oh, just no, one moment. No one
1: mentioned that one. <laughs> 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 oh, <To tell.
0: laughs> yes, and so we do find out about the previous caretaker, which was Charles Grady. Hence the greedy twins, who right. quote unquote developed cabin fever, and he, as all people do when they get cabin fever, slaughtered his wife and two daughters, right. and then himself.
1: I mean, that's what and I do when I'm bored, you know. Yeah,
0: all the time. <laughs> they're like, if you're gonna do that, just like go on the tile, don't go on our Native American rugs.
1: He was we have so to get that he was so across. nonchalant about that whole story, and meanwhile, yeah, I'm like, I was well, like, well, you the most them. Heavy-handed thickly plastered on foreshadowing i have ever witnessed in a movie in my life
0: it's because they didn't they didn't follow what king wanted to do and they wanted to make everything really heavy up front
1: which doesn't make so sense just, to me
0: it i mean it works for the movie but yeah. i i i would have preferred a, a, a slower burn than what we got but
1: All right, well because in the book he he discovers like a um what is it you know like a a book full of clippings
0: yes yeah. exactly
1: yeah, and so like, and so he he learns like, his, he learns on his own looking. about the about the murders, right?
0: Yeah, which would make more sense. Although I think you have to just dis- whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so despite finding out that <laughs> he's like, oh, it slaughtered his family, you say. Anyway, well, when do I move in?
1: <laughs> when do I get my family up here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> amazing. He's very,
0: very, very stoked about getting this job as a caretaker. And then um, we get to meet Jack and Wendy, and. Jack is being... No, I'm sorry. Danny and Wendy. And Danny's mm-hmm. acting super weird in front of the mirror while he's brushing his teeth, talking to Tony, the little boy that lives in his mouth. And then he sees the cascade of blood that comes out of the hotel doors, which obviously is a very important scene.
1: And it was and so unexpected. I was not ready for it.
0: Yeah. This movie throws a lot of those... like I would call them subliminal <clears throat> messages, but
1: well, they just They use they're that scene messages. so many times. They do. With the blood pouring out. And, and we'll talk about I'm it a lot, about how Kubrick scene. is literally the world's most overwhelming perfectionist, (laughs) apparently. Like, he would redo scenes over and over and over again until people couldn't handle it. But this scene, actually, where they had the blood pouring out of the elevator, it only took three takes.
0: That's a lot of blood.
1: (laughs) And it takes nine days for them to set up the scene before filming every single time.
0: Oh, no!
1: I know. And so he he made people do nine days of work three times Each. over again Oh no! just to do this.
0: I mean, it's a really important scene. So I, I kind of get it.
1: Well, and then I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's definitely it, like it gets the image in your head for sure, but it's also ridiculous, right? Like, unless we are taking like the slaughtered blood of Native American theory. Like I don't, I don't know if I fully understand the elevator full of blood. Like it gives you the image and the feeling like, Oh, bad stuff. But not, like, specific bad stuff. I
0: know? I took it more, like...
1: Is it the red rum?
0: I mean, it's murder, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, murder has happened. But I take it as, like, the blood of, like, everyone that that hotel is digested, pretty much. Because it opens up from the elevator almost like a mouth. Like, it's like the hotel's mouth, and it's just, like...
1: What? Yeah, it does. But so apparently, that's, that's apparently at it. least the first two times they filmed it, um, Kubrick was like, No, it doesn't look like blood. Do it again.
0: Oh... What a delightful man. <laughs> Is he oh, hiring? I hate him. What a peach.
1: Well, it took them o- at least a year to get, like, the clipping and the editing of that scene the way he wanted it.
0: So, nine days, nine days, nine days. One year. days. Okay. okay, cool. Awesome. For six seconds. <laughs> For s-
1: six seconds of okay. very strong blood material. <laughs> like, we're fun. talking, like, Johnny Depp status, <laughs> Nightmare, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Like, this might take... No, it doesn't take the cake. Johnny Depp still holds that trophy. A close silver medal to the very close. standard of yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny Depp's death scene.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just so, on blood levels.
0: Just sheer blood levels alone. So we find out that she's talking to the doctor and is very casually like, oh, and then, you know, Jack dislocated his arm that one time. But he it's he didn't mean it. He was drunk. And the doctor's like, cool. See you later.
1: Well, I, I don't know. The doctor seemed like, okay...
0: Yeah, but then she leaves.
1: Yeah, she just leaves.
0: (laughs) She just leaves. Like Like, I think she's concerned, but
1: not that concerned.
0: Not not concerned enough. She she's like, I register that as not normal. Here is my bill.
1: Yes, correct. She's like, I think your son's fine. (laughs) He talks to a little boy in his mouth who goes into his stomach sometimes, and he just had a seizure, but he's probably fine. He's probably (laughs) fine
0: based on this pin light I've swung around his eyeball. He'll
1: grow out of it.
0: So yeah. they the family obviously moves to the hotel for the off season. Then we get to meet Scat Mancrethers or Dick Halloran, mm-hmm. who telepathically offers Danny some ice cream. He's like, "Would you like some ice cream, Doc?"
1: That's where this movie took a turn for me. I was like, "What?"
0: Oh yeah, They are like, "Oh, this is gonna be. This isn't just straight up murder. Like, this is kind of weird."
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Got some spooky supernatural stuff. Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick, like, I I love 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 the scenes of Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson for obvious reasons. But Scatman, Crothers, and Danny, I just love watching them together.
1: They have a weird dynamic.
0: Yeah. It's like they, they have that shining. It's so cool. And I really like it. I like the casting for that a lot. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Halloran starts explaining to Danny like how he can talk to him in his brain right now. And he's like, yeah, my, gr- my grandmother had it. And she called it The Shining. And um, t- like starts talking. To, like It's giving Danny the skinny, basically, on this hotel. Because he knows he can't <laughs> just tell the two parents. Right. But he's like, look, I think that you can handle yourself because you have this shining. But like, you need to listen to me because this hotel has a shine to it. And, like right. There's a like, and not all the shines are good. And right. You need to stay away from room two thirty seven.
1: Well, did he say stay away from two thirty seven, or did the kid just know?
0: I think he. I think he did. He did. He specifically said that.
1: Uh, I. I think I like blacked out for a second during that scene.
0: Or, like, he showed it to him. Yeah. Yeah, it was an intense scene. I blacked out as well. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God, they're both psychic. What is this movie even (laughs) about?
0: (laughs) I have just, I really liked that it was called, that's why it's called The Shining. I like that they call that telepathy, uh, like, they can see, like, shines on stuff. I really, I love that a lot. Yeah. Like, I I I wish I wrote that.
1: No, that's pretty cool.
0: And so, anyway, Jack's trying to be a writer since he can't abuse his students anymore. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and the whole time Danny and Wendy are just playing tennis ball out in the hedge maze, mm-hmm. and then Halloran's like, "Screw this!" and goes to Florida.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and then and, and everyone leaves, right? To like, yeah, abandon them, kind of thing. Yeah. But
0: he's like, "This six-year-old's got it. It's fine."
1: What kills me about this movie, right, is that so there's so many different locations for it. One, they film all the establishing shots and a couple scenes in Oregon at Timberline Lodge. Mm-hmm. then they film the all of the internal things not even in a real hotel right they film they film it all in yeah, a, they made those. in a studio right the yeah. elstree studios in england and then obviously the the hedge maze doesn't exist so they built yeah. that on an airfield sort of near the studios but they wanted to kubrick's in in his ever wonderful way of filmmaking wanted to film this movie in chronological order there's and,
0: literally no reason for and that. damned
1: if he wasn't going to get his way. So they had to do it in chronological order. But because you constantly switch sets that you're on from scene to scene, they had to have all three locations ready to go at all times for the entire course of the filming. Oh,
0: that poor crew. That's horrible.
1: Yeah, correct. That's not right at all. Correct.
0: It's probably because he was being a giant baby about the script because he would change the script all the freaking time. Daily. Yeah, like, I, re- I was reading, the crew would, like, give Jack Nicholson his script, and he'd just throw it right in the trash. He's like, you'll give me a new one in five minutes. It's fine.
1: Right. And then, and apparently Jack just stopped reading the full scripts, and he would he only read the new pages that he got every single morning. So mm-hmm. he basically had to memorize his lines every single like, day.
0: on on set, like, on the scene.
1: Which I will say is one of my complaints for this movie, is that I feel like the script is very, it's kind of chunky.
0: It does feel chunky to me, too.
1: Like, I feel like a lot of the things that they say and the way that they talk to each other is just super not.
0: Not normal. It's It's, it's, not very natural.
1: Yeah, it's not natural at all.
0: Like the end. Obviously, I'm always skipping ahead. But the end where he's like, oh, you're not going anywhere. Go check out the snowcat and you'll see what I'm saying. And it's like, you didn't have to say that.
1: Yeah. You could have just
0: said, you're not going anywhere. We would have figured it out when the engine has been ripped out of the snowcat. She was
1: eventually going to get there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that yeah, I thought the script was super chunky. I
0: think without with lesser actors, this movie could have sucked specifically because of the script.
1: I agree. I agree. But they handle themselves well.
0: They really do. In the amount of pressure they get. They definitely do. Yeah. So anyway, we start to get the snow's coming in and Danny's starting to have these visions, obviously. Um, Which are so
1: scary, but thank God for the music that precludes them.
0: You get a little warning to shut your eyeballs.
1: I really did and I appreciated it. I was yeah. like, music starts, I'm like, okay, little girls are showing up.
0: <laughs> where are they? Got, Got it. Where
1: coming. are they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that was one of the scarier moments for me whenever I, whenever I, like one of the reasons I don't like to watch this movie alone is the scene where Danny's obviously going down the hallway on his trike, which I love that scene. I love the use of Steadicam. I love the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's going down the hallway on the trike and you see the little girls and he just stops in the, come play with us, Danny. And then it's like, flashes of them on the ground just slaughtered and mangled
1: right and then flashes right back to them being and then normal. flashes
0: immediately back like flash like you almost like you're like did i make that up like it's. but then they do it again subliminal. don't worry yeah <laughs> like, but don't they're like just to confirm <laughs> yeah so i i that's one of my favorite visions of danny's and then jack obviously starts acting super weird and he's getting more and more you know aggressive
1: yeah i was so uncomfortable in the scene where he was you know he's just typing for the first time ever yeah. And he's like working or whatever. And she comes in and she's so she's like happy and bubbly. She's still. trying to be
0: helpful. Yeah, she's, she's so like, sweet.
1: She's like, Oh, how are you doing? Kiss, whatever. And he's like, Don't you ever fucking come in here ever again. I'm like, if yeah. I'm in here, I'm working. I was so. Oh, he's uncomfortable like in the
0: main room of the hotel. I'm yeah. Like, You're being a little <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, like you have to go around the whole building just to get around this room.
0: But I would definitely do it after that little outburst.
1: Yeah. He made me so that I was very uncomfortable with that scene.
0: And also knowing that he already hurt Danny when he wasn't going insane.
1: Yeah, well, and I just I just felt so bad for Wendy for Wendy like, and again she gets the crap isn't what Stephen King wanted right because she's looking Mm -hmm. at him and taking this in as in like usually she looks at him like why are you doing this again kind of thing like usually you only do this when you're drinking you know Mm -hmm. whereas I feel like the character should have been more like whoa shocked. Yeah, I've we've been married for twenty years, and you have never spoken to me that way before, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah, she kind of takes it.
1: Yeah, which I think works for the character that she was hired for. Her. Yes. You know,
0: it works for the. I am a victim of f- interfamily abuse. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep my kids safe. Yeah. My head none down. of
1: none of my criticism for her has anything to do with Shelly. You
0: oh, know. I love you, Shelly.
1: Because like I think she did an actually really really nice job on this movie. But I, I, I do so, see why like the character wasn't what it was supposed to be. I can see that.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And we have an important scene where um Jack is sleeping and he's like shouting in his sleep when he comes over and is like waking him up and he's he's uh, really upset and he's like I had a dream I killed Danny.
1: Oh my gosh. So in real life, if you're potentially previously abusive husband Screams in his sleep and is like, hey, I had a dream where I murdered both of you. Leave. I mean. <laughs> that's when I would have left. Of like, okay, nope, not doing that anymore.
0: Now I'm trying to think if I've had dreams of murdering any of my family members.
1: Be I don't very think cautious so. of admitting to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> but that, that if, if it's not a red flag, it's an orange flag at least. For
1: sure. For sure.
0: <laughs> and that's important because. A couple scenes later, we have the scene that you alluded to earlier where he's acting like almost he's in a fugue state. Jack's acting super weird. And Danny has that big bruise around his neck after coming out of that room, Mm -hmm. room 237. And she makes the obvious connection that you strangled our son.
1: You just, you've been really rude to me lately. And you had a dream about murdering him.
0: I'm pretty sure you confessed to this. Yeah, Yeah.
1: She's like, I think you already told me that you did this. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But she I like I like jelly in that scene a lot. She's like, "How could you? She's grabbing her kid and she's just like sh- shouting at him and simultaneously running to safety.
1: right. And again, the little boy is not even in that scene. He's like,
0: he's not in that scene. <laughs> he
1: has That's no crazy. idea what's going on. What's wild to me though about this is a, just a little bit of a, an aside, but the this room, whole episode is an aside. Uh, it totally is. but <laughs> that room, like that made that main room of the hotel. They The one wall is basically all windows, right? And so they had to make it bright enough to make it convincible that it was like a snowy day outside because, you know, snow is extra bright. So they had like these huge giant panes of lights shining into this room and it would get excruciatingly hot in there. And apparently at one point the set like lit on fire inside because it had gotten too hot
0: working in a magnifying glass <laughs>
1: they, they heated it way too much and so it literally set on fire and Kubritz is like eh, it's okay we already filmed all the scenes for that room so it's fine
0: extinguish it move on
1: they extinguished <laughs> it and moved on yeah and then okay. e- evidently they used that exact same room as the um it, for Raiders of Lock, of the Lost Ark, um, a St- um, Steven Spielberg film. And it was the room that's full of snakes in the soul's tomb.
0: Mm, looks very and different. Like,
1: oh, well, it's already burnt to shreds. So <laughs> <laughs> Works.
0: Burn it a little more. Add some asks. We're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're set. I like it.
1: But imagine filming that scene, like, in a room that is hot enough that it could spontaneously combust.
0: Yeah, I do- I wouldn't complain to him. I was like, he'll, like violently attack me if I say anything Yeah, Uh, Kubrick it's a little warm
1: yeah it's a little warm can I
0: take my sweater off between takes
1: no oh my gosh and so like and again he blew up on Shelly all the time
0: all the time and he
1: basically did exactly what Jack's character does to Wendy and I'm like there are some serious (gasps) parallels here there's some serious parallels here you're
0: Jack you've been Jack the whole time I know (laughs) psycho Gross. I was watching a scene. It's on camera. Like, it was recorded, and they have Shelley Duvall, and she's inside, because it's a scene where she comes outside and is going to the snow cat and they have her inside, and she's waiting for her cue that's, like, radioed in. And they're like, okay, Shelley, get ready. Get ready. Okay, never mind. And it didn't work out. And then, like, ten minutes later, like, okay, action, Shelley. And she's like, ah! <laughs> what? Like, she's, like, drinking tea and sitting down, and she's like, um... And then, like, immediately... Kubrick runs over and starts just screaming at her while she's in the doorway and she's like, dude, you you told me you weren't ready. Yeah. So I wasn't ready.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I don't know. Like, and she's just she's like holding the butcher knife and she's like, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm doing my best. And he's just chewing her chewing her off just for the sheer joy of chewing her out. Like it's ridiculous.
1: He was such a monster to her. Meanwhile, I don't like him. Jack Nicholson is obviously infallible and never got any oh, of that course. crap. But no. The way that he had to be self-mutilated by the director was, so you know like they have food on sets, right? Yeah. So the only thing Jack Nicholson was allowed to eat and the only things that people could bring to him was cheese sandwiches for two entire weeks of filming. And apparently it's because he hates them.
0: Fuck this guy. And so
1: he force-fed his main character cheese sandwiches just to make him agitated.
0: I can't believe that he stood for that because Jack Nicholson was kind of a big deal. I feel like he could
1: pull his weight around a little bit.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, screw that guy. Yeah. I just, uh, that's that's surprising because like everything I've seen is just him pretty much kissing Nicholson's boots the whole time. So at least he made him eat cheese sandwiches, which again, isn't great, but is nothing. It's literally non-comparable. To he to Duval. Duval he was like, you get to eat grubs. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you're still not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, anyways. Shelley. So anyways, he's going crazy at this point. Yeah. And Shelley Duvall's character, Wendy, is starting to be like, hmm, I don't like this anymore. This isn't really a vacation.
0: Maybe I shouldn't have come up in a mountain and snowed myself in with my abusive husband.
1: Maybe. This was a mm. bad idea.
0: <laughs> and so this is the point. This is kind of the tipping point for the movie. It's where Jack goes into the gold room. Right. Beautiful room. And he meets... Lloyd, who is the the devil. The devil incarnate, apparently. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he's like, I would like. Because he he says, I would sell my soul for a bourbon.
1: Oh. And he's like, well, I'll I'll take that literally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Consider (laughs) that signing my black book.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And he asks no questions because he's going insane. And he thinks he's going insane. Right. And then he's just sitting there complaining to the bartender about. He's like, I would never hurt Danny and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. you that's the point where he starts slipping into
1: Oh my gosh. So when he's talking to him, he's like, I love that kid, I would never hurt him. But then he when he talks about his wife.
0: Yeah, he would hurt her.
1: And he calls her the sperm bank upstairs. Yeah. I I act I had to pause and like de steam for a little bit. Ah! I was <laughs> I don't think oh my god, I was so angry.
0: Did the villain make you upset? I have
1: never heard someone <laughs> say that before. Like, is that? Um, oh, I have. that is garbage. That is yeah. Oh, I'm st- I'm still worked up about it. You're still it. upset. <laughs> God, that was trash.
0: In no small part because we are very protective of Shelly Duvall, but also 100. What but, a evil thing to say. Oh
1: my God. And to
0: say that right after you like defend yourself, you're like, I love that kid. I'd never heard. Of
1: him. But that woman but, that I usually clear, use as a sperm container oh, for new gross. for new lines oh That's my crazy. god made me That's so gross. furious and like i lost all sympathy i had for his character like instantaneously at that point i'm like hey you're yeah. evil done
0: yeah done check <laughs> <laughs> you can go and then we move to wendy later talking about what danny saw in room 237 he says oh danny saw a crazy woman he says, there's a woman in the hotel like this is a big deal the woman tried to strangle him. I'm so sorry. I accused you. We, right. we, we need to hand. We'll talk about that later. Sorry, but you need to handle the fact that there's a woman in this hotel. Mm-hmm. Which I I really appreciate that instantly. She trusts her kid. She trusts and believes her kid.
1: Uh, yeah, I love that because it is which kind is of a tall tale happens. to be like, oh yeah, there's some random woman up there. That like she's me. been up there for months. Like yeah. what?
0: Because which one makes more sense? Your your husband who has hurt your kid on accident before hurts him right or there's a woman that's been hiding upstairs and she strangled the kid.
1: Right, but I I'm I'm so glad I agree with you that she believed her son, but also I wonder if she was just like desperate for it to not be her husband. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because that would make that would make sense from like a psychology standpoint of how Danny's feeling. Danny's like that wasn't my dad, that was a crazy woman. That wasn't my dad. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But as far as it goes with horror movies and no one listening to the kids who know way more than the adults, which is in all every movie. Movies, <laughs> yes. I appreciate it was a breath of fresh air to be like, Oh, thank you for checking. At least checking. Yeah, thank you. The the maniac, the strangling maniac in one of the hotel rooms. Right. And so Jack's like, Okay, like, I'll I'm gonna go check it out. And that's when you get that awesome scene where he goes in the hotel room, he which is open. Yeah. And he sees a beautiful woman in the bathtub, getting out of the bathtub, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Cool!" And he like walks over, and they start smooching. Yeah, he,
1: he, <laughs> he did not hesitate much. He was like, "Oh, this is weird. All right, without question, <laughs> I'm g- cheat on my wife right now." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and looks in the mirror, and we see that it's very old woman who has been rotting in this bathtub
1: oh my god
0: and then she starts laughing and following him out the door which is to me the most horrifying part of this whole movie
1: probably i was i was so uncomfortable and nauseated and i was like yeah this is what i expected from a movie of this caliber yeah so you
0: can can say that it's not a scary movie overall but there are points
1: oh for sure (laughs) yeah you should at least feel something while watching this You movie. should,
0: yeah, that shouldn't, like, calm you down. <laughs> no.
1: Ah, just sipping your gin and tonic. Good. She was mm-hmm. just an old rotting woman. Excellent.
0: <laughs> I feel safe.
1: That's better. For a second, I thought there was an, actually a young woman in this hotel. Oh, my gosh. And
0: so then, of course, Wendy and Jack are continuously arguing over, because Wendy wants to take Danny out. Wendy's like, we need to go get help, like, this is bad, mm-hmm. and Jack's obviously on Team Hotel. Is like, no, let's stay here, and she's like, Brah! and he's like, well, I'm gonna go have a drink. Yeah, so he great. And this is all. This is also one of my favorite scenes. Is whenever he walks into the Gold Room and it's like time warp, and all of those people are dressed like in the 20s and they're just casually talking, and mm-hmm. he's just walking past them like it's totally normal. And just mm-hmm. a step aside to behind the scenes, uh, Kubrick was very specific. And I, I, now that he says it, I notice it a lot too. When extras in movies, because they they're not actually talking when they're filming, because that wouldn't work. Right. They add like the mumble jumble in the background later. So whenever extras are filming, they can't talk, but they have to mime talking. And so naturally, what all of them do is they start nodding their heads and smiling and mm-hmm. making crazy gestures. Right. Like if you watch any movie, that's what they're all nodding all at once. Because that's
1: what people think people do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you if you told me to act like I was talking to someone, that's probably what I would do. Yeah, and you just so like he,
1: gesticulate completely out yes, of what you would normally yes, do. Yes, right,
0: exactly. Start making like shadow puppets. Yeah. I don't know what to do. You're like, I can't talk. I don't know how to. i
1: mean going to soon start speaking sign language, even though I don't know how.
0: Yes, <laughs> Mike, my, my extra character is deaf.
1: Yeah, exactly. I build a I'm backstory. I'm going to be discovered. Awesome.
0: <laughs> so Kubrick was very specific. Like he would shout at them on the megaphones. He's like, "Stop nodding." Don't nod. Oh my if God. anyone nods, I will light this room on fire just like the last
1: one. <laughs> I will literally burn you all <laughs> alive. And everyone's in the room like, shit, he means it.
0: Don't nod. He will God. do it. <laughs> he will do it.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And then he walks into the ballroom. And, of course, someone spills a bunch of drinks on him. And so they go to the washroom to, like, clean up. Right. And then the waiter, we find out, is the ghost of Grady. Who was the previous caretaker or was he definitely was or was he he was Chris, maybe
1: anyways we'll get to epic, it but yes. <laughs> we'll move <laughs> okay.
0: on all right i can't <laughs> wait to find out why you're being weird about this one <laughs> can't wait and so grady's like introduces himself and very quickly gets weird with it and is like a wife should be corrected and you need to correct your wife. Ugh. Like I had I had a wife and two girls, and they had to be corrected. Obviously, alluding to the fact that he smashed him up with an axe.
1: Right. And like in a moment of lucid awareness, Jack is like, You're that crazy guy who murdered his family, aren't you? Yes,
0: ya? yes. He puts it together.
1: He's like, hmm,
0: that's He's like, none of this is weird. There's a flapper party in the background and the devil's serving drinks, but hold
1: up. Wait a minute. <laughs> Now that's suspicious.
0: That's a that's raising a red flag for (laughs) me, sir. And, of course, Grady is telling, like, you need to correct your wife. You also need to correct your son because your son is trying to um, reach out to people using his talent.
1: Right. It's
0: like you need to correct
1: that. And that's sort of one of those moments where you sort of realize, and they do it just a couple of times in the movie, where he's having these flashbacks and he's seeing, like, these ghosts and the devil and whatever, but... Like, they're not just in his head. Like, they're telling him true things about what's actually going on in reality.
0: And I feel like that's what works for the King part of the story. And this is how, how I take – I prefer a lot of literal interpretations because I like scary, spooky stuff more than I like, you know, families falling apart and abuse. Like, right,
1: sure, yeah. You're like, okay, that's cool enjoyable. metaphor, Stephen King. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me the <laughs> demons.
0: Yes, guy what demons, yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was all just a vampire? Perfect.
1: Awesome. Like no, it was
0: eating disorders the whole time, and I'm like, ah, oh, uh, I don't like that.
1: You must have had a lot of trouble with Scooby Doo. Every at the I, end of every episode, again, I know. it was just a again. regular guy. <laughs> like Each I really episode, thought this just, time like, it was, was a fish at monster. At the edge of
0: my seat. <laughs> yes. It's like this time it's gonna be real.
1: <laughs> Anyways, <do> <laughs> what were you getting me excited
0: about? Scooby Doo. Now we should review Scooby Doo. That's Join us your next level. time. Yes.
1: <laughs> that is my level of horror. <laughs> That's
0: your that's your comfort with the horror movies. <laughs> so, meanwhile, we get to see Danny communicating with Dick Halloran or Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers is a much more fun name, so I'm going to refer to him as that. Yes. And is communicating with him, and you don't know what he's seeing, but you know it's bad.
1: Yeah, you know it's bad. You, you know assume it's bad. that it's Jack murdering his family. Yes. I think. Because That's what you, I
0: assume. Yeah, you see Scatman Crothers just sitting on his bed. He's got like... Beautiful naked women on the walls behind him. He's just enjoying some I TV. i so confused. <laughs> yeah, they don't address it. They're like, that's how he decorates his apartment. That's don't just worry Florida about
1: it. aesthetic.
0: Yeah, none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> and he, we get to see him and he's just staring straight ahead and his eyes, you just watch his eyes get really big and his jaw drop and he just starts shaking. And you're like, something bad's about to happen.
1: And then he, like, he makes it to the hotel in record time.
0: It's like. 30 minutes, I think. I mean, like.
1: they show his entire thing. Like, it's like, okay, we go back to the hotel for a some second. Something bad happens. Like, Jack is, like, at full murder status, essentially. And he's like, okay, getting on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Flying from he's Florida. There.
0: <laughs> he's there before the sun sets. It's true. And it's not like they're direct flights to the Overlook. Like, he, like, and it's like a snowstorm. He flies in. He has to call in favors. He goes through a lot. He
1: has to drive for, five for hours just to no get out reason. of Denver. To pass the yeah, crushed... Like, that's the only reason they included that part. Was so that yeah, the good, like, like to,
0: <laughs> to flip the bird to king. Yeah. Like, oh, what what other suggestions did you have? didn't think so.
1: Oh, a red car? I'll give you a red
0: car. <laughs> oh, we, we added it. Don't worry. Oh, my God. And so we get to see him. He's, like, on his way to the hotel, come hell or high water, because he's an awesome, awesome person. Mm-hmm. And then we get, obviously, the second most famous scene of the movie, second only to here is Johnny. We get... Danny Shelly Duvall is sleeping in the room and Danny just gets up and grabs a little knife
1: oh my god I was mm -mm.
0: I held my breath that whole scene I still do and I know what he's gonna do but I don't like it because for a second you're like he's gonna stab his mom
1: yeah Tony's because again you, you still don't think that you're not sure if Tony is here to help or not
0: yeah, you haven't really put him on your team yet.
1: No, not at all.
0: And you and you see him carving out, he just keeps saying red rum, red rum. And I'm sure you had heard red rum before this movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. And you knew it was from this movie.
1: I did. And I knew, and I knew the finger thing.
0: Tony. <laughs> so you get to see him um, slowly carving out red rum on this door. And then, of course, he's just holding the knife next to his mom and just gets louder and louder red rum red rum you're red too rum. good at that i don't like it i know my mom doesn't like it either it's so good it's my party talent mm. i get invited to a lot of parties yeah obviously.
1: <laughs> but never twice Never <laughs>
0: twice. <laughs> like okay what horror movie am i gonna do today you guys
1: well and so he's rubbing the knife with his fingers and i think th- and I, and i know he's going to write red rum like on the mirror or on the door or whatever the door well i wasn't sure at the point i knew it happened but and so like fuck he's gonna do it in his own blood and then he picks up the (laughs) lipstick i'm like thank god
0: thank god so fun fact not related directly to this movie but after my my parents watched this movie when it came out (laughs) after it came out my dad was taking a shower and my mom wanted to leave him a cute little note without like bothering him so she grabbed her little she grabbed her lipstick, which in retrospect, this was a bad idea, and wrote like a sweet note on the mirror in her lipstick. <gasps> but then he comes out of the shower. Screams. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, your mom's like, oh, what a cute gesture. This I'm is so just cute. like in those John Hughes movies where they write in <laughs> yes. lipstick on the mirror. <laughs>
0: yes. Nope. <laughs> no, Kubrick took that from us. We can't do that anymore. Yeah, no. That nope. is out. And so now... Wendy's like on full freak out and she's yeah, she's like, I don't care
1: for what my child is doing right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I I feel unsafe.
1: Well, and like, just like a couple scenes earlier, right? Like, the little boy's like, Oh, yeah, your son is not here anymore. He cannot come to the phone. And she's like, Yeah, "Uh." yeah. She, like, she again, like, I don't know how to interpret her character's motivations here because she's like, Huh, my child's crazy. but i really don't want him to be wake up please like <laughs> please please don't do that she's like i can't handle this
0: bless her sweetheart
1: bless her heart
0: she is doing the absolute best she can with no help whatsoever
1: well if anything everyone is working against her literally including everyone.
0: including the director yes everybody including
1: the director for sure
0: for sure oh, my- so she's looking for jack to at least get help from him because she's like well I th- we're pretty sure that I'm 80% sure you didn't strangle him. Hopefully, maybe. But like, I need help, so we're gonna deal with that later. Right. Her son's going crazy, and she's looking for him, and she finds the the manuscript <gasps> that he's been working so diligently on oh my gosh. for months. Yeah. And of course, it all says, "All work and no play make Jack a dull boy." All work and no play make Jack a dull boy.
1: Which is so messed up.
0: It's so messed up, and so, like so heavily parodied and involved in pop culture reference and pop culture right another yeah of course well, i know right? yeah okay good and they
1: and they execute that scene so well like she's oh, like love page it. after page after page and i love how each page like was formatted as if it was a book
0: uh, yeah it was it was it's like paragraphs like a stanza in the middle yeah like this one has quotes like it, it, it it's like a book he thinks he's writing a book
1: right but he's
0: super not but just
1: when you're like ah oh, finally a good scene don't worry Kubrick ruins it for everyone because, <laughs> because then wait. you realize, like, that's a prop, right? That someone actually had to type that entire fucking thing out on a typewriter. Right. And so he forced. There was no Microsoft Word. No. So he forces his secretary to write it. Right. And realistically, sure. to get the effect, they only needed, what, four pages of it? Because, <gasps> you know, you then you could just like, they didn't. you could just like alternate through those four pages or maybe she only picks up four and you get the gist. Right. No, didn't. she has to type. She spends weeks, allegedly <gasps> months, typing out that whole manuscript of just saying all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And I can only imagine what her psyche was like Shattered. after typing. She, she off.
0: was Jack at that point. <laughs> yeah. Literally. 100%.
1: Like okay. that would mess me up if I had to write that that mean. many times.
0: It's like maybe it would have been worth it if you were going to have a scene where all the pages like fly in the air. They don't. They don't. They don't. There was no need. And you could oh, have had more than mean. one person
1: type that. You could that's have. That's really
0: messed up. That's really wrong.
1: It, yeah. That's yeah, psychological torture. Like, she like torture. brought him the
0: wrong coffee or something one day and he's like, I have an assignment. Yeah. I,
1: well, since you didn't <laughs> do that one right, I've got something.
0: i got something. Oh, my and gosh. A, a more fun fact, because that's a sad fact. But a more fun fact is for that, that scene was filmed differently with different words, obviously, for the the foreign versions of this movie because all work and no play don't they don't mean anything in other languages right in italian they used il matino ha lora in boca which means the morning has gold in its mouth in german they do never put off until tomorrow what can be done today spanish no matter how early you get up you can't make the sun rise any sooner things that were relevant to you know that region so i thought that was a good touch he probably made his that is nice type all of them in different languages yeah (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> that's awful. So mean.
0: Jack immediately, she looks up and Jack's sitting there.
1: Right. He's like, how do you Which like is it?
0: Is it good?
1: Is it good? <laughs> and I didn't know what to expect at this point. Like, I thought he would already have the axe. But then I was like, how's there an hour left of this movie?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so true.
1: So, yeah, I was, but I don't know. I was I, I was very nervous this entire time.
0: As you should have been.
1: Yes. Because and- you
0: don't there's it could go either way at this point.
1: Yeah. Totally. And like I I knew it. that she lived because one of my fleeting memories from my childhood is her pushing the her child out the window. So I yeah. knew we had to get to that scene where he's like smashing through the, into the bathroom or whatever.
0: You know she doesn't die immediately at least.
1: But I wasn't sure if she lived.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So I was very nervous. And she's just that like was- holding that like actual like T-ball bat. Yeah. That was not a full-size bat.
0: I thought it was. It was a full-size bat. It Maybe. was a baseball bat. It seemed
1: very thin in any event. I think
0: it was a bat. And I really like her execution in this scene because she's like, she's swinging at him as he's coming, but she's swinging really weakly.
1: Very weakly, yeah. Because,
0: well, she's terrified.
1: Yeah. she's She has a very realistic response to uh, the situation. Yes.
0: Have you ever actually been scared and tried to do something important? No. Like, you're actually scared you need to, like, call 911. Like, you were like, something like that. No, I have. And it's hard. Like I got in a car accident and like I had no one. I was fine. Obviously, I'm doing this podcast, but like I had no one. I was in the middle of nowhere and I'm freaking out. I'm like trying to call someone on my phone and I I can't do it. Like like, my fingers couldn't like I couldn't make my fingers do it. Mm -hmm. And now make it you're going to point a bat at your husband and you're going to swing.
1: Who you're pretty sure might just try to murder you.
0: Yeah. Like that's she doesn't want to do it and she can't, she, it's it's like, it's physically difficult. And I think that that was captured very well.
1: Very, very well. And like, and I know, and I know you really like this scene where like they're going up the stairs and
0: I love this scene. It's
1: very scary. And I'm very nervous the entire time. It's super, super dark. Um, light of my life. Light of my life. I'm not
0: going to hurt you.
1: <laughs> you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I'm just going to bash your, bash your in. face, <laughs> your brain. <in. laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm very upset for this entire scene. <laughs> but so imagine, like, filming the scene must have been so difficult. Yeah. Now imagine filming it well over 45 times.
0: <laughs> <gasps> that was intentional.
1: He, It has to be, right?
0: That was to wear her down.
1: To wear her down. Okay, so, like, okay, so this, this scene is in the Guinness War- Book of World Records. Because allegedly they filmed this scene with her backing up, swinging the bat over 127 times. He made them redo it. Now,
0: oh my god. There's
1: some dispute about that because um Garrett Brown, who was the steady cam operator for the movie, he said that it was more like 35 to 45 times. So, but regardless of whichever report is true,
0: they're both heinous.
1: Heinous. <laughs> and like again, rem- remember this fi- this movie was filmed in chronological order. She's been emotionally abused by this guy. For scene after scene after scene. And apparently every single scene was exactly like this. It took them forever to make this movie because he would make them redo every little scene over and over and over again. And that was just kind of like his thing. And then to have to redo that scene over and over again. Like apparently. I can't. She couldn't cry anymore. And she became too dehydrated. And so she started having water bottles all over the set. So that she could constantly be drinking. So that she could have water in her body to produce tears.
0: That's abuse.
1: It is abuse.
0: That's just abuse. That's not right. I mean, it's a good scene and I still like it. But that's abuse. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that that's like scene one. Yeah. That was, the, that was the first take. Yeah. Oh my God. That's horrible. Horrible. But it plays well. for Yeah. The film.
1: <laughs> but really so good. in any event, he, he terrifies her. She swings, mm-hmm. hits him on the hand, mm-hmm. swings again, hits him on the head. He falls. Mm-hmm. And is now unconscious. And at first, like, if I was her, I would have just run. She's, run where? I don't know. Anywhere. I would have run to the room and locked the door, I think. She's it's much smarter than up. me, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, but I could put, her, put him in one of those lock rooms in the basement or in the yeah. kitchen or whatever.
0: In the pantry. It was one of the pantries.
1: Which we learn from the scene with on the tricycle. Is basically immediately adjacent to the room they were in, so like it wasn't even that hard to drag him over there. So he, she was she's very smart. Yeah, she was very smart. But I was so nervous when he was like he sort of came to before she was done.
0: <gasps> oh yeah, he starts looking around. And I'm like, kick him, kick him in
1: the head. I know. I was like, just hit him again. Hit him again. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, and like she's like struggling to get the door open. I'm like, it's the pen. It's the pen. Please, <laughs> for the love of God, pull the pin. pull the pen. And, like, oh my gosh, she made me so nervous because, she, like, she's in panic mode. And you're right. Like, obviously, she's not in her best state of mind.
0: Can't that really is, that her. is saying the least. But
1: I was very, I was like, I was so stressed out. I was like, please, the love of God, get, get him in this room. In it's that such pantry. a good idea.
0: And it is. And she gets him in there, and he wakes up, and she's like, it's fine. Like, it's not your fault. You're sick. But look, there's like a bunch of cereal in there. Like, you'll be fine.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, and I'm gonna go to take care of Danny. That's the only thing about her plan I didn't like. I wanted her to put him in the freezer. <laughs> One, because I mean I, I suspect she didn't because she didn't want to kill him, right? Yeah. Because she could have just killed him suspicion. while he was unconscious.
0: Yeah.
1: But she did put him in the room with all of the food.
0: Well, that's because she fully intends on leaving.
1: That's true. That's right. She still She's thinks like, that the cat I'm, that yeah. I'm
0: not staying around.
1: <laughs> Good point. You're right. See, even in the midst of everything, she's like, "Here, I'm gonna put you in the room with all the food so you don't die while we're gone."
0: Yeah, poop in the corner. We're gonna be or something. gone a while. <laughs> exactly. There's a bucket. That's not my problem anymore. You tried to kill me and my kid.
1: Yeah. Fear not, though. He is still, hundred, two hundred percent crazy. And he's like, "Oh, go check the, go check the, the cat. snow cat. The snow go cat. check the radio." And she's of like, "Of course,
0: both of those are mangled." mangled. Like, I don't like your tone. What about them?
1: Yeah. Don't care for it.
0: And then, in case you forget, the hotel is also on his side. Right. So just because he's trapped in part of the hotel doesn't really mean he's trapped.
1: Oh, my gosh. I hated that part. Right? Because, like, the what's his name? Um, The ghost of whoever. Grady. Grady. Yeah. Comes to the door and is like, hey, I'm only going to let you out, but only if you actually murder her this time. Yeah. (laughs)
0: You're embarrassing yourself. Like, I'm going to help
1: you, but (laughs) please kill your wife this this time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, whenever I said correct, I meant murder. Did I not did not come across murder? It's like her. was that
1: confusing? I'm very sorry. <laughs> like,
0: I'm sorry. Unclear. I'll try to be less murder.
1: like verbose. Yes. Kill your wife and he's like, "Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, that got it. on it."
0: <laughs> so she runs up to go get Danny to peace out and she well, looks She and- goes
1: to sleep, right? Cuz he's unconscious in the room, right? And that's where she we doesn't get the does go to sleep? Yeah, she does. That's where we have the red rum scene with the knife and he draws on the door and stuff.
0: No, I thought he, no, he already drew red rum on the door.
1: Mm-mm. It was while he was in the pantry, for sure. Because, like, the only reason she fell asleep is because she's like, okay, I'm safe. He's locked downstairs.
0: <gasps> That's right. Okay, so what happened was she fell asleep. She was sleeping. She she did not go back to sleep. No, no, no. So she, when, while she was sleeping, Danny did the thing where he grabbed the knife and started, like, carving into the right. wall. And then while while he was downstairs, he grabbed the lipstick and did the lipstick thing. And so she goes to get him, and then, obviously, we see the mirror reflection, and it says murder. hmm Not a good omen.
1: Not. <laughs> Bad omen. If it's an omen, it ain't a good one.
0: <laughs> and then, if, now we get the axe. The axe that we knew was coming. We get- The infamous Jack, scene. The infamous scene with the axe where he starts hacking to the main door to the living
1: quarters. Right.
0: And fun fact, so they used, like, a fake door, obviously, for the first few takes.
1: Well, they used but- a fake door for the, for the bathroom.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, he hacks through both of the walls. Right. But the, they they use a fake door, but it was like polarized with one swing because Jack Nicholson was like a volunteer fire marshal or something. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, he's like oh, by the way,
1: I'm really good at this.
0: <laughs> so like, okay, well, how about a real door? And he's like, perfect.
1: And after watching this movie, I'm uncomfortable knowing that Jack Nicholson is actually good at handling an axe. That makes yeah, me like feel Yeah, like you could unsafe. actually
0: do that to your bedroom. I don't
1: like it. <laughs> I don't like it.
0: And so they go into the bathroom. She's able to lock it and squeeze the kid through the window. She can't right. f- make her till so fit.
1: Right. And then he starts smashing on the new door. Mm-hmm. And I love I love that you brought that up that he was so good at smashing it, but do you know how many doors?
0: <laughs> I oh no. <laughs> Let me guess like 278.
1: Um well, so they they kept so that first they had like the prop doors and like, well, that didn't work. So they built stronger doors. Um, in order to do it and i th- they went through well over 20 doors
0: that's a lot of doors cuz
1: they kept having to redo the scenes and he's like yeah, i'm really good just, at this yeah you can't just like guy. put the door
0: back <laughs> like you got to use a new door that's great good you know respect to jack that's a workout right there smashing through 20 doors Right. i think they do that on, on crossfit now
1: yeah i think it's a, it's a common <laughs> exercise yeah <laughs> the one thing that irritates me about this scene is so like after she pushes him through right like Little Jack's on his way and he's still smashing through. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually, like when the other guy comes up and he's like looking around, you see that both panels of the door were smashed out, but we only see him smash out one.
0: Oh yeah. That's a good point.
1: And then there's the other one is just all of a sudden missing. But apparently um, when this movie came out in Britain, there was a television ad and they included that scene of him smashing through the bathroom door and it shows him smashing through the second panel
0: Oh, and they just so didn't they just include it in the it actual
1: movie, but they included it in the in the ad on TV.
0: They felt, so whenever they were the most pressed for what seconds are the most important. Right. They showed both continuity was more important to the television ad.
1: Right, exactly. Precisely.
0: Okay. Got
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible.
0: Very unorthodox production overall if we're going to just summarize this whole movie. <laughs> right.
1: But so priorities are weird. Right. So we see him get through one panel
0: mm-hmm. and he
1: sticks his little grubby face through <laughs> His which little grubby face she definitely should have stabbed like boom face That's through stabbed. That's hard. Stab. I know I'm, I yeah, know it's it hard, stabbed. Kate, but he sh- she she should have done it. Um
0: I think I could do it. I think I could stab an eyeball out least. I firmly
1: believe that you could do it.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah. I think.
1: And so then we get that infamous line, "Here's Johnny."
0: Excellent! It's perfect. Which is improvised, right? It's like famously improvised. Oh
1: my god! I just rechecked. They used sixty doors. I'm sorry. (laughs) They used (laughs) sixty doors.
0: (laughs) So three sets of the twenty CrossFit doors.
1: Amazing.
0: (laughs) That is obscene.
1: I yeah, that's disgusting.
0: That's disgusting.
1: But so the here's here's Johnny line. Uh, Jack Nicholson improvised that, right? Yeah. And people from back then, obviously, I didn't know this just from my normal... You didn't
0: know about Johnny Carson?
1: Well, I knew he existed, but I didn't know the line. But right, so he took it from, you know, the Tonight Show, um, Johnny Carson, because apparently he did that on the show. Um, Yes. And Kubrick didn't like it because he's British and he's like, I don't even know what you're saying. Like, is that a reference to something? And he almost didn't use it. (gasps) And out of 60 takes minimum for the number of doors they used there's d- he definitely had options to not use it and that so, would have
0: been a huge mistake
1: right like that's that's what that everyone is the knows the most
0: marketable scene of that entire movie for sure like if you want to talk about references that is the most referential scene yeah. like that's the one that they show like in twister like in the movie twister they're showing the shining downtown and like that's the scene that they show right before like a tornado goes through right. like it's a it's very famous that's
1: what everyone knows i knew it.
0: yeah you, if you knew it, that proves that it would have been a, Boom. a bonehead move yeah. to get rid of it.
1: Yeah, but he almost right. didn't do it. But keep in Kubrick. mind, this guy's, like, Kubrick is, like, bonkers, okay? Yeah. And his perfectionism, like, 60 doors, 43 takes up that staircase. Uh, um, speaking of ads, the poster that they had for the movie that they distributed, Sal Bass the is the guy who he had make the posters for the film, and he had to make 300 versions of it before Kubrick was satisfied.
0: Was he paid by poster?
1: I doubt it. I hope probably he paid for That's... the final product only. No. And if you look at I mean the poster's fine.
0: It's a poster. <laughs> like it's a
1: it's a it's a solid movie poster.
0: If I understand it's a it's of that scene, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> so like okay.
1: But like 300 versions. No. Yeah.
0: Un- absolutely unnecessary. Kubrick is out of control. He has a a complex he has some sort of power trippy complex.
1: Yeah. He I would really does. For him is all I'm saying. He really does. So, but, so the chef guy whose name I have yet again forgotten.
0: Scatman Crothers slash Dick Halloran.
1: Right. So he is here to the rescue. He pulls up. For two to, seconds. Yeah. Oh. But it pulls Jack away from killing his wife. And that's yeah. that she was She got his, his hand.
0: She got his hand.
1: Oh, I was so thankful. She like
0: smacks it with. The- I was actually
1: shouting at my at my computer during the scene. I was like, stab <laughs> him. Do it. Stab him.
0: Stab <laughs> him. And then she
1: slices it. like, yes.
0: Yay. It's like a paper cut, but we'll take yeah, it. Yeah. Like
1: a little bit of ketchup splatters on the door. I was like, OK, cool. Thank you. But, but so yeah, he's. He shows up. So he's distracted. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go do something about this. And then he does what every character is not supposed to do in a horror film.
0: Oh, Wanders destiny. through all the
1: empty halls. Hello, is anyone what's there? He gonna, what's he gonna do? I don't know what he's gonna do, but rough. Uh, I mean, he also then, he, he's a psychic. He should have known better.
0: <laughs> well, he it doesn't work like that. He doesn't like hold up his crystal ball and like I know he sees what shines towards him. He sees, and that was all that was just sent. Right. Because obviously Danny didn't see that coming. Because Danny witnesses Dick Halloran get an axe in the gut. Yeah. He witnesses it and is like, "That my bad."
1: Yeah, he's like, "Screw this! Like Jurassic Park hiding spot I had in the kitchen. (laughs) I'm out of here." And I did feel really bad that they killed him. Like he just shows up, and his singular role was just the plot movement to explain why the wife doesn't die. I just feel bad for the character for just like basically just being a plot point at that at that point.
0: Yeah, I feel bad for him as well. Yeah, that's a sad thing that happened. that was bad yeah and then we get the movie the hotel is obviously getting very like amped up and wendy's tearing through the house trying to find danny and she's seeing all these ghosts and they're just getting creepy and weird creepier we
1: and creepier
0: and we get the butler and the or the man in the tux and the man in the bear suit oh that never explained
1: i was so taken aback like she like <laughs> she's seeing some creepy stuff right like, yeah. there's some creepy stuff going on. Some there's skeletons, cobwebs, skeletons, ghosts. whatever. She comes up the stairs, man in a bear suit with his butt hanging out, sucking yep. the dick of a man in a tuxedo. And then he looks up and he's wearing a pig mask.
0: It's a bear mask. It's like a bear suit. Oh,
1: my God. I definitely felt like it was, I thought it was a pig mask with a bear onesie.
0: <laughs> it might as well be, Chris. It like- was
1: so scary and creepy. It like, was zero, zero explanation.
0: I have scoured the internet well for an explanation there's like people think they know but no one actually knows there's a
1: lot of theories out there Um, one of them is like apparently has to do with a character in the book which I obviously don't know anything about
0: there's like a dog suit right
1: yeah it was supposed to be a dog there's a character in the book at one of the parties in a dog suit who had like a homosexual relationship or whatever and I'm just like okay Kubrick you basically ignored the entirety of this novel why is that the thing you need to include? It but he's like, make, it's. But let's make it a bear suit just to piss Stephen King off a little bit more.
0: <laughs> I let like there. He's like, no, we can't add that in now from the book because it won't make sense. But well, <laughs> <laughs> but what they can't this? have
1: a red car, Stephen King. <laughs> we can have a weird bear suit man sucking another guy's dick though.
0: A plus. That'll that get the, the audience Stamp, yeah.
1: But so one of the one of the theories that I read was how it ties into this whole idea that Jack's character, Jack, uh, <laughs> was sexually assaulting his son, like molesting his son. I hate that. Son. I
0: hate that suggestion. I've I've read that theory too, and it I don't think it it fits well with the movie or the book. I
1: mean, I think it's the same level as the whole. Kubrick did the moon landing thing I, I think it's the same level it's of the conspiracy same it's theory. the same
0: tier of con- it is it's a conspiracy
1: <laughs> it totally is but like some of the evi- evidence that I tracked down for it is wild like evidence. some of it's garbage right like evidence. oh he's in a I bear suit wait. and when the kid and there's a teddy bear and, when and Danny's he... like leaning on the teddy bear <laughs> right yeah when he's talking to the therapist too. I'm like oh okay but what gets me is in one of the like in the one of the early, early scenes. So when the family first gets to the hotel, right, and Jack is just sitting there on the, um, sitting there in a chair eating breakfast, and the hotel guy comes and gets him to, to give the tour, right. He's mm-hmm. sitting there reading a magazine. Do you know what that magazine is?
0: Obviously not. What is it? So he
1: was reading, a. Um,
0: Bears Weekly. A, no, he was
1: reading an issue of Playgirl.
0: At the table at an interview?
1: No, not at the interview. When he's sitting, like, the family is now at the hotel, and he's sitting on oh. that little chair eating breakfast or whatever. Oh,
0: so when he's on the job. Yeah. Perfect. So
1: his first day on the job, he's reading an issue of Playgirl. Um,
0: <laughs> he's like, I just like the article. <laughs> I read it for the article.
1: <laughs> well, funny you mentioned that, Kate. Oh, no. Because he's not just reading a magazine, like, full of lewd men, right? Mm-hmm. He's reading very specifically the 1978 edition of Playground. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. Uh huh. Which,
1: <laughs> which, when you look it up, the articles included, which obviously that's why he's reading the magazine, the articles include fascinating pieces such as an interview um, for the selling and um, of Starsky and Hutch's David Soul, right? And Incest Why Parents Sleep with Their Children. Yikes. What? <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know, Kate. Why that so you, magazine? So
0: that's your theory. You <laughs> buy that theory, don't you? I don't
1: buy it. But, like, what are the odds that they would give Jack Nicholson a porno mag to read on set that just happened to have an article about sleep- people sleeping with their children?
0: Considering that they filmed it in, like, 78...
1: I mean, sure, it was the available. <laughs> yeah.
0: that makes sense to me.
1: But what are the odds? And I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think. I mean, who knows what Stephen King thinks? Maybe, it, maybe the maybe there is an allegory for. Well, he's Kyle not allowed to tell
0: us anymore, is he? <laughs> His
1: opinion's irrelevant to the movie, if nothing oh, else. Oh my god! But I just think that's pretty wild. <laughs> like, what are the odds? That,
0: I mean, I think it's a stretch. But But I, you guess so. <laughs> I think it's no more of a stretch than. The 237 miles to the moon theory. I mean,
1: I'm am, I am just hungry for an explanation for this bear suit man blowjob scene. I need You're not gonna I get need one. there to be a reason for that. You're to not going to
0: get one. I've been trying. And listeners, if you have your own theory, please. let us know. Please. Oh,
1: my gosh. Please. Make it up.
0: Just. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> These are all made up anyway. It's, like, it's true.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yes, please.
0: So back to the scene, because we spent 10 minutes on the bear man.
1: Okay, so that's going on. So she's running so around holding happening. this knife. And meanwhile, Jack has chased Danny outside. Yeah. And Danny, being the actual super genius that he is, is he's like, conveniently, kid. there's a very complicated maze right here. And I know how to solve it. Like, Because he and yeah, his mom already months. did it, right? Yeah. And he's probably been playing around in there all, all winter. You're right.
0: Yeah. What else is he going to do? So
1: he knows how to navigate. I'm so proud of this kid. Because, like, not only does he run into the maze, he knows how to get to the center. But then he does that thing where he, like, walks backwards through his footprints. In his steps, And then finds another spot to get away. And so then there's nowhere where Jack can go where he doesn't see footprints, but then the footprints always just stop. Yeah. Because the kid can just run where they've already ran. Exactly. So, so brilliant.
0: It's really clever.
1: Meanwhile, in real-worldness... This maze didn't exist, right? And they didn't even build the entire maze.
0: Well, that would be dumb. Well, I don't know. He made her type an entire book (laughs) of all work and no play. Well,
1: so they built a fair amount of the maze, but they didn't use actual hedges because that would be too easy, right? They do. (laughs) Instead, they just use chicken wire that they wrap branches around. Apparently, people definitely got lost in this all the time. But... Again, it was in chronological order, so first they had to build it normal, and then they had to add it all snowy. And the yeah. way they made it snowy was with 900 tons of rock salt and cut and crushed styrofoam.
0: Oh. Is that what movie snow is made of?
1: I don't know. But this was oh. the same set that they later used for The Empire Strikes Back. Like, it's the Hoth scenes.
0: I haven't seen The Empire Strikes Back. I'm really sorry. Don't make me do a Star Wars podcast. What?
1: Join us next time on no! our Star Wars podcast. <laughs> I am shocked by this information.
0: I feel like I've seen it. I just don't remember anything. I from suddenly
1: it. feel vindicated for never having seen any of the horror films. Any you
0: of like. these? I know. Well, wait. That's one of the original trilogy, right? Yeah. And I've it's I've old. Seen it. I just <laughs> I've seen it, but I don't remember it or I didn't. Anyways, like. I'm
1: sorry. So again, like. I have to wonder where the budget went for this movie. 900 tons of salt and styrofoam.
0: Yeah, I went to that and Jack Nicholson's salary. Just and the snow.
1: It. And then they had to build the entire hotel and then have, you know, filming locations in two countries.
0: Yeah. Constantly because that's ready. necessary. <laughs> that's the stupidest crap ever. Anyways. Their accountant was probably furious.
1: Furious. But couldn't <laughs> say anything because she's like, fuck, she'll yeah. burn me alive.
0: Yeah, exactly. Accountant, we appreciate the sacrifices you've made to make this movie. Yes, thank you. So then what happens to Jack? Did you know this part? What? Like, what happens to him? Like, his ultimate demise.
1: So I've seen memes of the frozen Jack Nicholson at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I figured. I was <laughs> like, it was probably memes.
1: <laughs> thank you, Tumblr. But, um, yeah, I, I, di- I think I did know that he froze to death. I think I had that memory. Yeah. But it was so, st- it was startling. Cause like he's like yeah, and, and like it's screaming. like and that's the end of the movie. He's screaming. They're driving away, and then boom, daylight. He's frozen. And Dead. You're like, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> Gives you and no he's got time that to deal weirdo with
1: weirdo face on his face
0: on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I was like fine with the ending. Like I liked the whole ending up until like like that like his particular death. I'm like, that's not super fun, but no. I'm I'm okay with it. But after reading that, there was a much better ending.
1: Yeah. The whole hammer thing.
0: The hammer to the face and then That's, still, like, kicking. That's no. That would have
1: stuck with me more, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I want to go watch the miniseries now, even though I know that it's not super well-received. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, neither was this movie, right? I failed to mention it earlier. But, so this movie didn't really get a lot of award nominations when it first came out or anything like that. However, it was nominated for two Golden Raspberry Awards. No! It was. Um, also, are the
0: Razzies that old? Yeah,
1: apparently they are. <laughs> okay. I honestly didn't know that either. Um, so they got they were nominated for two awards. They didn't win. They didn't you know win either of them. So if I you're guess not that's good. one of them, I support, and one of them I don't.
0: Okay, for those of you who don't know what the Razzies are, <laughs> it's like the bad movie Oscars.
1: Right. They're like, what about all those movies that were trash this year, though? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> so. Stanley Kubrick was nominated for Worst Director. Good for him. Fully support that. Yeah. And Shelley Duvall was nominated for <gasps> Worst Actress, which oh, I fuck do you not guys. support.
0: No, I don't support that either. That's wrong. Y'all didn't understand her character. You
1: didn't get it.
0: <laughs> you didn't get it.
1: I mean, she was working with a garbage script. I don't know. Her acting, like we t- talked about before, is it's different.
0: It's different. It's very different, but I appreciate I it. I
1: like her. I sympathize I like with her. her I, I empathize with her character a lot, mm-hmm. and I yeah.
0: They don't. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't get it's it. Fine.
1: But right. So instead of him smashing his face in, he, yeah, freezes, he freezes to death, and then it zooms in on this photo in the
0: Ooh, hotel. Creepy. This is the yeah. this
1: is the creepy part, right?
0: Creepy. Zooms
1: in. It's the ballroom from 1921.
0: 21.
1: Allegedly, when the other guy had killed his family, right? Yeah. And then it zooms in and it's not the guy that we had seen before. It was Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, was it the ghost of the other guy or was it just him all along?
0: For me, that cements the fact that it was the hotel. I feel that. For me, for me, it's like, and the hotel has you now.
1: Yeah. I can see that. Like, what I, I can see that theory for sure. Like, the hotel just absorbed him in and now he's in the photograph. Alternative theory is that he was a reincarnation. Like it actually, like that is what the guy previously looked like, and now he's Mm. like the same guy coming back. Or maybe the timeline is just super messed up, and the previous murder never even happened, and it was all just like a staging for him to murder his family.
0: I'm gonna go with Occam's Razor that says the house ate him.
1: I like that. I think I (laughs) I I support that. That's good. But so that photo, um, they couldn't just take a picture of people in black and white. Kate
0: oh my god what did they do to those poor people
1: <laughs> well no so, so they did nothing to those people but they actually the
0: secretary had to paint them they
1: tracked down an actual photo from a 1921 ball and so like the words are already there it's a real photo they just airbrushed Jack Nicholson's face into the photo
0: they did a really good job they
1: did a very good job of doing so
0: Okay, I support that. They did a they did a really good job cuz it looks authentic.
1: It does look authentic. And because apparently it is authentic. Yeah, <laughs> well apparently you can go to like Kubrick exhibitions or whatever and they still like I don't see they that. parade that picture around and you can tell I don't see that. because his, his face like pops out a little bit.
0: Because up close, I guess.
1: Yeah, you can tell that it's he's actually added on.
0: Oh, good. That's awesome. What a wild that's, that's ride great. this movie was. It was a wild ride. I am emotionally drained from just talking about it yeah
1: and i apologize to everyone for our tangents but i don't know how else to talk about this movie it was i such don't a we needed
0: we needed to talk about all the crazy crap like i like, as far as all of our episodes this one is really behind the scenes and fun fact heavy yeah like i had a i was on a wild ride googling all the theories
1: yeah i got and lost. looking at
0: all the behind the scenes stuff I, I i was watching movies of behind the scenes stuff i was Looking at how many miles it takes to get to the moon.
1: Right. I got.
0: I was doubting my own existence.
1: (laughs) I read about all those documentaries, but I mostly spent the vast majority of my time getting a little bit too obsessed with where this bear man (laughs) plotline was going.
0: Oh, yeah. That kind of um, steamrolled. I went through subreddit after
1: subreddit with people like. Oh, you people were. No one knows. The theories were out of this world.
0: Uh, Now, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the scoreboard so for new listeners we have a scoreboard on our tumblr which is nightlight horror movie club.tumblr.com and it ranks all the movies we've seen and we rank them from best to worst right kind kind of arbitrarily
1: right and so right now um it's conjuring oculus hereditary are in the top three
0: yeah conjuring yeah and then I, I support that
1: at the bottom we have things like exorcist is number 11 paranormal activity 12 and halloween is rocking that bottom slot at 13
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay let me think Hmm. looking at the (laughs) list
1: i kind of feel like it should either go in the number five spot like right after scream and above creep
0: Uh uh-huh that's where i was looking or
1: below creep and above drag me to hell but i think it should definitely be above the drag me to hell insidious section
0: yeah because i feel like that's its own like they're its own
1: yeah population of movies
0: i i think top five for sure absolutely top five
1: okay then i think we should just put it where creep is
0: uh but do i want it above scream no i love scream all right this is number five
1: all right wow we handled that really well i thought we were gonna i'm
0: i did too especially after you were talking talking about how you were very apathetic about this movie
1: i mean i thought it was good but you know
0: you know you change your opinion as you record
1: you know that's probably very true
0: it's so true. You'll be you'll enter a movie and you'll be like, I thought it was just a work of art. And then you'll just start shitting on <laughs> it and you're like, actually you know, this movie's crap. <laughs> and you'll do the opposite. You're like, uh, this movie was fine. And then you're like, Oh, but that was beautiful. I love <laughs> it. And literally did. cried at the
1: end. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I'm fine with it wasn't even a compromise. We agreed. We came to an agreement. I'm awesome. I'm happy with that.
1: So, um, Like Kate said, our current scoreboard is on NightlightHorrorMovieClub.tumblr.com. We update it every week. And you can Mm -hmm. also read show notes for every episode there and get an idea of what an episode might be about or what we're going to talk about before you click on it.
0: Mm -hmm. And... This is a club, ultimately, although we are also a podcast. So, if you're interested in being a club member, all you have to do is subscribe and follow us every week because we're going to be doing this with a different movie each time. And you can also give us suggestions on what movies you're interested in and argue with our scoreboard and all sorts of cool stuff. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter because we do all sorts of stuff all week long. There's a lot more stuff we can't fit in to these shows because they would be like four hours long right? and I need to sleep at some especially
1: point. ones like this one
0: yes this one I allowed because it deserved to take that much time
1: yeah and so if you enjoy this podcast hopefully that means that there's others out there who will also enjoy it and so the best way you can help them find it is by leaving us a review leaving us a rating on iTunes or whatever your listening apparatus is and people will really appreciate it because you'll help them find this awesome club and we'll appreci- really, really appreciate it because we'll get more friends
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, we actually got a couple more ratings. I'm very excited. Yay! Woo! Our, our club is growing. Yay! And so I haven't told you what I think we should do for next week.
1: It's always a surprise.
0: You're not going to like it. Oh, God. I don't like it. But we got to do it. Is it Saw? It's not Saw, although that's coming soon. Oh. I'm postponing that as much as I can. We're going to do The Nun. Oh. Yeah.
1: D- isn't that a sequel to something that we just watched, though?
0: it's a it's in the same universe as the conjuring right but it's its own movie
1: okay it's I a don't newer one watch
0: it it's like but it's new but it's old enough that people have probably seen it at this point if they're gonna see it
1: that's probably fair
0: i don't want to watch it it looks scary it looks like ugh, i'm going into it with an opinion it looks dumb but full of jump scares so i'm gonna be horrified and annoyed which
1: yeah which means i have no chance <laughs>
0: I know. I'm really worried As about As we've you, learned, so jump sure. scares
1: are what I can't handle.
0: <laughs> please promise me that you'll watch this with somebody. Yeah. Okay. Someone good. please
1: come be my friend, please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Someone hold Chris's hand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hold my hand. I'm nervous about this one.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: I hate, I, but yeah, that, that's it. We're going to watch The Nun. And
1: all right. that's all there is to it. And if any of you out there have a movie that you really want us to watch that we haven't covered yet, Feel free movie. to just drop us a line at nightlighthorrormovieclub um, at gmail dot and let us know what you think we should be watching. And yes, please, we'll give it a try.
0: Yeah, we will. And I guess that's it. Do you have any last thoughts?
1: No, I'm okay. Good. Spent. We've, we've
0: we've thunk as much as we can. So I guess that's it. That concludes uh, this week's meeting, and we will see you guys next week. See ya.